This week on the Big Boss Book Club, I'm joined by Az from Go Again Gaming. We're discussing all things Final Fantasy. And we're also going to look at the massive cash grab that is the crossover with Magic the Gathering. All that and more this week on the Big Boss Book Club. Thank you for listening to the Big Boss Book Club. You can support the show in multiple ways, and none of which will require you to spend a penny. The best way of doing this is by following us on social media. You can find us at Big Boss Book Club on Instagram and Facebook, or Big Boss 010 on X. You could also leave a review, give a rating, give the show a like, subscribe, follow on your podcast platform of choice. Or maybe, just to make sure, you could do it on all the podcast platforms. (laughs) As of this season, you can now also catch the show on YouTube. On the Big Boss Book Club YouTube channel, we'll be releasing a slightly edited version of the show the day after the audio version goes live. Please go give the channel a subscribe, hit that notification button to make sure you don't miss out. Any and all support is greatly appreciated. Thank you again for listening. Enjoy the rest of the show. If you're on the lookout for a top quality folder to store your valuable trading cards in, or a deck box to store that fancy new deck you've been building, uh, then check out Voltex. Voltex are a UK based gaming accessories company with a great array of folders, deck boxes, and sleeves on sale. I own one of their Just Pink folders and I, I love it. I keep my main flesh and blood collection in there and I'm super confident that they're nice and safe inside. Uh, my UK listeners can now get 10% off their orders on Voltex.com by using the code BIGBOSSVX at checkout. This not only reduces your costs, but directly helps support this show. If you're listening in the USA, you too can also take advantage of this by using Amazon.com and using the code BIGBOSSVX at checkout, again, for 10% off. This show's producer, Jim, recently bought a bucket load of Voltex gear for his Disney Lorcana and made the massive mistake of forgetting to use the code like a madman. Don't make the same mistake and use the code BIGBOSSVX at checkout. That's B-I-G-B-O. Double S VX at checkout to get 10% off your Voltex products. Voltex.com, protect, organize, play. Welcome to this week's episode. So I'd like to open up with a little bit of a story. I'd like to cast you uh, back in time a young boy returns home from school after a not so hard day uh, with a copy of playstation magazine uk clutching that month's demo really tightly Uh, this demo is different than other demos because this demo only has one game on it not multiple which was sort of the standard at the time carefully placing the disc inside the unchipped playstation one console he loads the demo up and what do we see a multitude of boat-type vessels moving at high velocity towards a beachhead. Explosions and gunfire are abundant. 
the craft lands like some kind of D-Day landing and we're expecting a, a team of crack troops to disembark but what appears to be four teenagers in what are blatantly school uniforms we're not good in sight are instead disembarking we're presented with a, a Paul Phoenix look-alike with a tattoo on his face brandishing some kind of knuckle duster a trench coat wearing Wesker-esque looking guy carrying a sword but with a gun handle rather than a standard hilt but Nowhere for the bullets to be fired from, and apparently an unlimited ammo stock. And finally, a Leon Kennedy cosplayer-looking fella carrying a similar-looking sword to the grey trench coat-wearing guy. These school children then charge towards a city, which is currently being occupied by a heavily armed, heavily armoured militia. And that's where my journey into the world of Final Fantasy begins. To discuss these mind-blowing scenes, I'm joined by returning guest, co-founder of the Azalea Cult, and fellow Bravo bro uh, from Go Again Gaming. As welcome back, dude. How are you? Yeah, not bad. That was a cracking intro. I, I was, I was, I was remembering the the full cinematic and the music as well. The do 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 do. That was a uh, yeah. That was that was pure bringing it back. That was the Final Fantasy VIII. That was wasn't it? Yes, yes. It's the yeah. uh, the demo. It's the demo. Like I was thinking back at this um, earlier. I was just kind of like the original story was there, but I was kind of thinking to myself, who takes these people seriously? They they they're yeah. dressed in school uniforms the, in the, the seed outfits. Yeah, in the seed outfits. And yeah. uh, Quistis and Selfie are both wearing like knee length skirts. It's like these are not yeah. outfits for combat. <laughs> <laughs> no. These are Absolutely school uniforms. Um, school uniforms, just pass your exam. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I thought, uh, what a wonderful thing to, to have a nice <laughs> reminisce, but then a little bit of a critique, which I think is is on brand for me. Um, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to discuss a bit of uh, Final Fantasy today. Um, before we get into yeah. it, though, obviously uh, you've got some um, changes in the uh, the pipeline now as well, haven't you? Do you want to uh, do you want to have a brief chat about them before we move forward? What can yeah, we look so, forward to? Yeah, so so go again, gaming. Um, to to be to be honest, people that have been following me for since I started will probably know the sort of roots of where I came from. So I had, used to have a channel called Past the Term, which was basically just it was mainly it was sort of evolved into mainly commander magic the gathering content but i also it also was a place for me to post whatever i wanted basically with regards to tabletop gaming nice um and when i started go again gaming i knew it was going to be flesh and blood focused but there was a series on there there was there was a thing called tabletop hype which looked at new Kickstarter and GameFound projects that were coming up that I was interested in. There was Magic the Gathering, like deck techs and commander stuff. There was other things on there, which I enjoyed. Um, so I think going forward, going in game is going to be more of a mixed bag, mainly still flesh and blood. But I've just got to that point now where I just don't care what I'm uploading or, you know, I've just got to that point where I just thought I just want to upload what I want. And uh uh, one of the new things that's that's actually I'm going to be recording this weekend, and which uh, I have to get you on to as well at some point, is a new series called Great Mail Day. Um, yes. So, uh, so there, there, there's always there's always in discords, right? There's always because I know you're part of the Gergen Gaming one, active yeah. member of. I, I would say um, there's always a there's always a good feeling when someone says, "Oh yeah, I had a great mail day today," and there's a nice mm. picture of all the stuff that they got in the mail. 
So I'm going to be doing that maybe on a sort of weekly to fortnightly basis. It's going to be uh, co-hosted with Andres, um, who nice. did you meet him? Did you meet him at the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sold him yeah. my um, uh, my uh, Bravo uh, the the banner promos from the calling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The bannerettes, yeah, yeah. Sold them to him. <laughs> mm. Did it. So he's a so he's a massive collector. Um, so he, he not only gets a lot of flesh and blood cards and card game stuff, but also a lot of video game stuff as well, and a lot of other collectibles. Nice. Um, so uh, so yeah, and um, I'm using this series as like a conduit to not only shine a light on things that are just cool to receive in the post and just little stories and that that are involved with those, but also also a budgeting plan as well. I'm going to start allocating myself a budget that I can spend on random pickups from a game shop or random pickups online. Okay. I'm going to de- dedicate it to this series. I'm not sure. Have you watched? You, so you're obviously you're a big fan of video games, right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Mm, uh, it depends on it depends on the <laughs> it depends on the game. Yeah, really weird with video games. So, like, uh, I had someone from work messaging me the other day, like, "Hey, dude, have you played this game?" And I was like, "No, no." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, never mind. And I was just like, "Yeah, no." Like, I got I know plenty of people who are really like yeah. really into video games. I'm kind of like, "When's the next WWE game coming out? When's the next?" Yeah. Um, When's the next? I don't know. Metal Gear game coming out? When you know? I yeah. So you're more attached to like IPs rather yeah. than yeah, yeah, yeah. That so um, where was I? Where was I going with that? Basically, uh, yeah. So um, the mail the mail day series thing was was inspired by uh, a channel called Metal Jesus Rocks. Have you heard of him? No, no. Uh, he's about heard of. Yeah. So basically, there's just this guy, uh, this American guy, who just does these episodes called. Um, great game pickups, and he just and he just basically just goes through him and his mate Reggie just literally just love life. They're just chatting about all these games and stuff they picked up for various uh, gaming systems, whether that's from PS One all the way to PS Five and Nintendo Switch and Game Boy and all this. Nice. Um, so, so they basically just open up a mailbag of games and then just review them. And that's where the sort of inspiration came from um, for this okay. upcoming thing. But yeah, so yeah, uh, going in gaming, going through a lot of changes, and obviously this will relate because I'm going to be opening some um, some Final Fantasy esque stuff on the first mailbag video, oh, which nice. was these. Well, actually, the audience can't see them because we're not webcam, but you can these things that you which you told me about. Yes, the triple <laughs> triad games. Yeah, yeah, the triple triad games, which were on Etsy. Um, yeah. I, I picked up the FF8 one, which is obviously where the, we'll, we'll sure we'll speak about that in a moment. But yeah. there was also a Final Fantasy IX expansion pack as well, which obviously we'll get into as well. But they both had different card games, didn't they, in the actual game themselves? But yeah, and we'll, we'll definitely get into that. I, I, side yeah, yeah. Ga- the side games in Final Fantasy for me sometimes are more important than the the main mm-hmm. game. Um, Got gotcha. uh, which I'll tell you about my Blitz team. Um, and oh, yeah. Blitz ball team. Um, cool. So we'll jump in then. So what's your what's your first experience with um, Final Fantasy? Where do you where do you come in and how do you get in? Yeah, so um, so first of all, do you remember in the UK uh, a, a range of rental shops called Blockbuster and Video Solent? Not not video Solent, but but not blockbuster, video, yeah. But blockbuster, yeah. So I think video Solent was like 
uh, a predecessor to Blockbuster in certain areas. Um, so okay. I had a video, I had a video Solent in Swindon, UK, which is where I'm from. Um, absolute, uh, absolute uh, pigsty of a place, but there we go. <laughs> um, but there used to be a video Solent uh, here. Um, and uh, it was a place where you could sort of rent games for a week or rent movies, and you actually you actually went to the went to the place and picked up the game and took it home and then brought it back a week later, um, which was what Blockbuster used to do, right? Yeah. Um, and there was uh, I just went in there with my dad one day, and uh, I was just like, oh, what can we what can we rent this week? And I saw Final Fantasy VII on the counter, and it had three discs, and I was like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> Because obviously, back in those days, the PS1 games, not many of them had lots of discs. And I think this was the first game I, I saw that had three discs. And that, that enticed me to get it, basically, that week. Was it, was it the first game that had multiple discs? I think it might have been, might it? Final Fantasy VII? Because that was out before Resident Evil 2, I think. Maybe. Resident Evil 2 had multiple discs, didn't it? Because you had the A and B campaigns. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the Leon and the Claire one. Yeah, yeah. I'm not entirely sure of the timeline of that, mm. um, but regardless, yeah, it was the first yeah. the first game the first game I saw in that rental shop that was like, wow, three discs. That's that's insane. I have to get this. And then ever since then, it was just like, wow, okay, that opened my eyes to JRPGs in general. I never played anything where you're you got sort of going through a story and you're sort of you're reading as well i was like bloody hell, i'm reading in a video game you're yeah. reading the speech yeah um so yeah it was crazy and then just got into got into final fantasy from there but um yeah it was a crazy crazy way to sort of get into it completely fresh to it you see i come in at eight so yeah i'm i it, literally it was it was it was that demo. It was that. It, it was just that yeah. issue of PlayStation Magazine was Final Fantasy VIII themed. The whole thing was about Final Fantasy VIII. There was mm. like interviews with people and all that type of malarkey. It was just this. This episode is about Final Fantasy VIII. This demo is the Final Fantasy VIII demo. Like, because obviously, like the old PlayStation demos used to be like you'd have like sometimes six, seven, eight different demos on the disc wouldn't you yeah um, and then you had like the random weird indie developer game on there as well like the weird demo for that as well yeah <laughs> or maybe yeah. In a, even a full t- or full game sometimes yeah yeah <laughs> but the yeah i just remember it being i think like, i've probably even still got it lurking around somewhere not necessarily the demo but probably the magazine it wouldn't surprise me um yeah. and i just remember taking it on playing it and just being like blown away by the cinematics like straight away, just like wow. Um, the thing we- is, with Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VIII had, unfortunately, it had an absolute titan of a game to try and follow up on, yes. which was Final Fantasy VII was so well received that Final Fantasy VIII had a ridiculously hard job um, to fo- to follow up uh, follow up on it from a gameplay perspective. But yeah, the cinematics of that game, you know, as as as, you, as in your intro, um, were very memorable. Um, were very very memorable. It's even even like the first one, the Enos Enos, eh? that yeah, one where they're fighting in the when uh, they're fighting. Field. Yeah, that's you, that was epic as well. Yeah, you get like the, the two the two going for the slash at the same time. It's like oh yeah, it's like it's cracking. Um, it is. 
And there was blood in it as well. I was like, wow, that's the first time, maybe one of the first times I saw, actually, no, Resident Evil I played before that, when I probably shouldn't have. It was a 15, but we played it <laughs> We played it nonetheless. We did play it nonetheless. A random offshoot there, but Resident Evil was the first PlayStation game I ever played because yeah. I got the console and my nan bought me Resident Evil because it was on Platinum. Platinum. Oh, um, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she bought me Resident Evil. And I was like so excited because a friend of mine had, had got it and I'd kind of seen it played, but I wasn't really paying attention. And I was like, oh, amazing. And literally that first scene where the zombie turns around and looks at you, scare oh, yeah. the pants off me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you, you shoot hell. it and it drops. Then all the blood seeps out after you've killed to, to let you know that it's dead. The blood yeah, seeps that's right. I, oof, yeah. So yeah, blood in games. Oof, yeah, I'm not a big blood guy. <laughs> I mean, we all I mean, no. That's right. Pure blood and gore. I mean, we could go on an absolute Resident Evil tangent as well because I oh, yeah, I, I start yeah. I start I started in uh, in reverse because um, you started on FFA. I started on Resident Evil Two because there was a there was a there was a demo of that which was like a timed demo that yes. you could only. And then I played through that, and that scared the crap out of me as well because you're talking to this bloke in the gun shop, and then suddenly all these zombies come crashing through the rim window. And you're just like, oh no, what do I do? And you run out the back door and just leave him to die. It's just horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's just what you've got to do in that situation, isn't it? It's like it really is. Like I don't have to yeah. outrun them. I just have to outrun you. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, bye. <laughs> um, yeah. So FF Seven. I mean, FF Seven was a, was is, my cousin's huge, huge FF Seven uh, mark. I always yeah. found. Like I, what I liked about FF Seven because I've played a bit of FF Seven. I've not finished it, but I've I've played a little bit of it. I enjoyed the the setting. I thought the setting was really good, but the the characters on the screen, yeah, I always thought looked really weird. When you fight, they change and they look prop like proper proper. That's right. They yeah, look yeah, correct. But but how they look on the screen. Very polygon esque and that, yeah, yeah. And compared to the background, because the backgrounds always looked absolutely immaculate. Like, yeah, you, you couldn't you couldn't poke like couldn't poke floors with it. It, mm. it just looked crisp. At least on PlayStation One in the late nineties. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> probably put it on the PlayStation now. You'd probably be like, what is this rubbish? But <laughs> but yeah, like I always thought I liked the. Um, like the gem system, like the materia, yeah, materia. That's what I was trying to remember yeah. the name of earlier. Yeah, um, I quite like that. How, did Did you finish the game? Did you get through it all? Oh yeah, I finished it. Yeah, I finished it. Yeah. I've, Do you remember um, how long it took you? Oh, I don't remember. I finished it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I finished it uh, a, a long time ago. I haven't replayed it for a while, and obviously, there's new games come out for it as well, hasn't there? There's been the FF Seven remake, which I kind of disagreed with and i still haven't still haven't played it i've been told it's brilliant and all this and you know next the next session or next season or whatever's coming out for it and stuff but i just didn't think it needed to have the the remake to be honest but that's just the way of the world right people yeah, are just remaking and rehashing things that were used to be good to, you know to capitalize on that not nostalgia and cash grab well you know we'll speak we'll speak about that in a bit with regards to the M- mtg final fantasy crossover yeah. um yeah, but, <laughs> cash grab, very much a cash grab. Like that big hand just coming in, just picking up a big stack of money. Yeah, and just moving it into the other account, <laughs> yeah. basically. Um, 
But yeah, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy Seven was awesome with regards to the, the, the aesthetics as well, as you said. Like the yeah, aesthetics of the it. The look of it, I thought it was great. The yeah. chocobo the racing. Oh, God, yeah. The mini games as well. Hours. Hours doing yeah. chocobo. I think I probably spent more time because this, I didn't. I didn't get to like, I don't think I got off the second disc, if I'm completely mm-hmm. honest. I think I'm, that's probably where I, I was before I, I stopped playing it. But literally just absolutely caning Chocobo racing. I just loved oh, it. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like even in the later, get the the, late, the other games that obviously we'll speak about, nine and, 9 and 10 and, you know, those sort of ones as well, there was a lot of mini games that you could get involved with, which, uh, which sucked up a lot of the time as well. And that's the whole fun of it. Um, yeah. Which we'll, which we'll get into. There's so many tangents you could go off on this, this sort of conversation. Oh, and you don't want to get lost in it, but... <laughs> no, well, well, the thing is, so, yeah, I mean, Final Fantasy VII, for me, like I say, it was more my cousin kind of like, he was always like, oh, this game's really good, this game's really good. The first yeah. time I... Because I, I played it after I played eight, so I think a part of me was kind of like, I'm the same eight, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. Materia stuff to get like your summons and and to get your decent spells and, and stuff. Like that. I was like, mm, don't know, don't know. In eight, we just get them. You just draw them from the en- enemies. Yeah, yeah. suck and them from the enemy. <laughs> yeah, just uh, just suck them out of there. Um, but um, that's the thing. That's the thing with Final Fantasy as well, right? You they're not connected in any way. So yeah. you play you you play one, you move to the next one. It's completely different, and. I think from FF8 to FF9 was also a tough one because they went from Final Fantasy 7 and Final Fantasy 8 were similar to a certain degree. They had sort of futuristic elements and, you know, mixed with fantasy. And then they changed to, you know, characters that look straight out of sort of medieval, you know, they've got big heads and sort of uh, big, big features and stuff, big eyes and hands and that. And it just completely different than FF8 was. Um, So, yeah, it was, you have to, and, and then going on from there, Final Fantasy X, a completely different style again. Um, so that's one thing that Final Fantasy, you know, also battles with itself in is the fact that it changes every time. There's no sort of episodic nature to it all. Yeah, that's true. Because even, I suppose, even even ten, even though there's a futuristic element to it, there's because of the rules. There's no tech. It's yeah. almost on similar ground to number nine. Because whenever I think, I didn't really play much nine, but I yeah. just remember Steiner. Oh yeah, just just, just this armored dude with a sword. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that will do. That will do. The nicely. Knight of Pluto. Um, yeah. So eight. Moving to eight. Did you did you play much eight? How, did yeah, come, completed it. Completed it, mate. Yeah, completed it. Completed mate. it. Completed it. Yeah. Was that a similar thing? Rental? Uh, no, I basically bought all the Final Fantasy games after I played. Yeah. <laughs> after after Final Fantasy VII, I just I was just a simp for everything Final Fantasy after that. But yeah, FF8 was FF, FF8 was another very very fond memory because because of the setting of it, you're a bunch of teenagers going through puberty but basically you've got the whole prom dance thing you've got this love story in there as well between yeah. Renault Renault and Squall uh Squall also reminded me a lot of myself because I was just an anti-social dickhead <laughs> 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 back, uh, back in school 
And I was just like, yeah, that's probably how I would respond. You know, it's just like, yeah, I don't care what you're feeling or anything. I'll just move on and just, you know, sit in the corner, play my game. He he get he is like I don't I don't, I don't hmm, I'll just say it. he's a bit of a he's he's a fanny magnet, isn't he? You yeah, oh yeah. He got, yeah, yeah. You got his own teacher, Christus. Like, yeah. yeah, she's like proper like oh hi hi squall hi squall yeah hi squall. Then you got yeah. selfie who for like five minutes is like hey, but then she's kind of like eh. Yeah. And then <laughs> you've got Renoa. It's like this this guy just he's just got it's like. He's got he's got the tap. He just doesn't want to drink from the just doesn't want to drink from it. Just doesn't want to drink from it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, I don't really understand that, but I, I I must admit I play a little bit of thing because I'm just antisocial. Um, mm. And yeah, I was like, oh gosh, like yeah, the guy's pretty cool. At first, I think for me, the idea of the gun blade was really cool. And that's right. And again, upon upon further inspection, there was a couple of questions that raised a where are the bullets coming from, and b where where's he getting his ammo from? Because you never see him reload that damn thing. No, <laughs> it's not. I'm not sure if it was. Was it? I'm not sure if it was ever explained, like the mechanics of it. There's probably YouTube videos out there saying, "Oh, this is how a gunblade works," but I don't think during the game they actually explain how it works. But does does it even have bullets, or does he just click the trigger when he's hitting something to make the blade do extra damage or something? I don't know whether yeah. it's ever explained or not. But I always remember clicking. I think it's R one when you swing. That's right. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you'd be like, yes, I hit yeah, it. I hit it. Fantastic, because that was the whole that was the whole limit break thing, wasn't it? The Renzokuken, where you have to just click the R one in the right place, and then he does yeah. extra damage. Just um, absolutely rinses them. Just goes to yeah. town. But there is there is something mildly disconcerting discon- about a um, uh, seed as a je- seed and garden as a as a general thing. There is something quite concerning about that. The idea that you've just got literally a bunch of teenagers who yeah. you're uh, shipping out to fight in these uh, conflicts um, and they don't seem to be as well armed or armoured as the people they're fighting but somehow, obviously, they have they to get win. Up. That's right. Yeah. Um, except <laughs> Selfie's got like, nunchucks. Quista's got a whip. A whip. A whip. Which... <laughs> You know, just just like come on, do you know oh, what I mean? Brilliant, <laughs> like it's absolutely what, brilliant. The old, until you get Irvin, who's the only one who's sensible and has a gun. That's right. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> what are all you people playing at? You got knuckle dusters, a gun blade, a whip, nunchucks. Renoa has that weird. I suppose it's, it's like, like a, a like a crossbow type like, thing in it that fires. The, yeah, it's like, like a. a it comes back to you almost. Yeah. And she has the, the dog that randomly comes in and headbutts someone. Yeah. Angelo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Angelo strike or something it's called. Angelo attack or whatever. And he comes in, running in. It's like all her limit breaks were, were like att- Angelo attacks. It's like the dog just comes and hits you. I think there's one where it heals you. Comes in and yeah. heals you, I think. Oh, That's right. God, like, come and, on. And, and in order to sort of upgrade Renoa's uh, limit breaks, you have to go around and read pet magazines. Um, yeah. To... <laughs> yeah, that's which it. Is bril- which is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's the one you've got. You've got to read like a gun magazine as well, haven't you? I think for for one for the one. weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to re- research the weapons. Oh. Yeah, the weapons weekly or something like that. It was called. You have to oh, find these, these, these. Obviously, before we move forward, we've got to touch on it because I think it's one of the big things, isn't it, for Final Fantasy? It's the summoning. 
Mm. Something that obviously uh, I'm not sh- too sure about nine, but definitely in seven and eight, everyone could have summons. Yeah. I don't know if that changed. Did that change in nine? Yeah, so only uh, Ico and Garnet could use the summons in nine because they they, they they were the only ones that could equip the ores, which allowed you to learn the summon ability. Basically, um, so FF nine had a great had a great system um, with regards to how you learned things and what people could use and stuff. Um, whereas eight was you could just anyone could use magic. You could just draw yeah. it from anything. Uh, and then you equipped your summons and you know, you allocated your magic to increase your stats and stuff, didn't you? So yeah, which I really liked. And and oh, it was good. Yeah, I I liked the fact that I could divvy divvy them out. Yeah, like okay, you have Zell, you've got Leviathan, uh, Squall, you've got Bahamut, um, mm-hmm. Selfie, you can keep. I don't know, Carbuncle, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and 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 everyone else. You know we. For fine, and then you just swap. That was something else I quite liked that you could just swap everything. So if you were like, "Oh, I'm going to swap Zell for Irvin," you could just do a 100% swap. So Irvin would get all their spells, uh, all their magics, abilities, and um, summons. You could just do like a cut and paste. That I really liked. I liked the idea of just being able to not have to manually do everything. And I seem to. Well, yeah, you could just. You could just uh, you could just literally equip all of your magic to like all of your fireages to strength, and yeah. then just just literally transfer it all. So if you want, if you've got a damage dealer build made, you could just transfer that to Zell if Irvin's not available for whatever reason, or yeah, exactly. You know, it's, if you want to mess around with someone else, yeah, I like that. Um, the bad guys were interesting as well. You got to go to space in in eight, yeah. Yeah, that's one one another great thing I loved about it as well. You don't go to space anything else, no, I don't think. No, I, can't, I don't think it did in seven. I don't recall. I didn't play nine enough to know. And ten, no, definitely you didn't go. don't. No, that's it. No. X two? Yeah. No, you definitely not doing X two. But yeah, no. you go out in space and you've got to, you've actually got to do stuff in space, which was cool. Um, oh god, yeah, that's how you acquire the ship that transports mm. you around everywhere. Because um, right. as we know, Final Fantasy is, you know, well, the older ones, seven, eight, and nine were played on a standard sort of world map basis. Mm. So obviously there were locations that you could go to and stuff, but between those locations, you had to walk around like an overworld map, which yeah. was quite interesting. Yeah, um, I remember that. You used, to, you used to get little vehicles that could get you to certain places until you've got a new vehicle, which could fly you around the whole place. And you used to get boats and like little cars and all sorts. Yeah, you got a car in eight, and you you would run out of petrol. That's right. Yeah, you had to buy. It just became a life sim essentially. You had to just yeah. go and go out and buy the fuel to get around. It's um, like, oh, thanks. I have I have petrol for my car now. This is wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's like one of the things. Like, um, uh, they did it in um, like Metal Gear Solid Three. They did the we had to eat and drink and oh eat yeah yourself. It's kind of like. How much realism do you want in your video game? If this, I just want to get in this car and drive it, I don't want to have to worry about finding a petrol station. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do we and do we wait for this petrol? Do we go to this petrol station or do we go to the next one because the next one might be cheaper? Um, that's maybe more oh, of a real life funny. thing. That, but, um, yeah, yeah I, I always find it really fascinating. The um, oh yeah, the, so, so, yeah summons. Like I thought, seven had some wonderful ones. 
my cousin managed mm. to get, I think, pretty much all of them. I think Knights of the Round was like the big, the big hard one to get hold of. I think in seven. Yeah, because you had to you had to set, you had to essentially breed a gold Jacobo to be able to get to the island where the rounds the Knights of the Round was. So the Knights of the Round Island was basically in the bottom. I think it was a bot one of the bottom bottom corners of the map, and you could only get there through a gold Jacobo because you had to go across. You had to go across the ocean first of all, so you couldn't. You had to you had to go across the ocean. And the island was basically on a mountain, so you couldn't you couldn't actually park a boat there and walk to it and it was surrounded by mountains so you basically had to get a chocobo that could go over sea and mountain and then get <laughs> and then get off the chocobo and then go into the place where the knights of the round was and you couldn't land there either on your high wind ship because there was no grass so you yeah. couldn't land there either so the only way was to get a gold chocobo over there and you had to do that whole sort of chocobo side quest thing which is which is yeah. great also love doing that yeah, my, I think my cousin managed to get that because I remember seeing the when he summons it and you just see them all coming in and they all just like hack and slash. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Like, I think the closest thing, closest thing outside of that's probably the Major Sisters, maybe in in, in ten, maybe. Yeah. Oh, they were uh, they were awesome as well. Um, but yeah, I don't think Final Fantasy Ten summon system is great. Obviously, we'll move on to that in a bit. Yeah. And obviously, this is, this is probably going to be a long episode, people that are listening, because there's so much content. <laughs> Yeah. Final, Fantasy, Final Fantasy is a great series, but I, I've only played up to twelve. I didn't bother with anything after that. Um, okay, so you did better than me then. I wish I lie. I think I played. I think I played twelve, and well, I'll, yeah, yeah. I, I that was where I checked out. I was like, yeah, because yeah. eleven's online, isn't it? Final Fantasy. 11's yeah, I didn't. Yeah, so I didn't bother with that one. So twelve yeah. is where I play it. Yeah, I checked out there. I was like, this is awful. Um, but we'll go into that. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, eight summons were good. Yeah. I think for me the the <clears throat> you had some oh man I mean you had Alexander which was cool like a big massive castle tank that just fired oh yeah that was brilliant light at you yeah um, yeah you had Odin who would just randomly turn up um, just randomly turn up and kill creatures for you yeah and until of course because uh, I'm playing it for the first time and I got him and. Is it disc three? I think it's disc three. Oh, he gets killed, Cifa. doesn't he? Sifa kills yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, because I started the, the the boss fight and then the rain fell, and I was like, oh my god, here we go. Yeah, this is when I needed Odin to turn up. Odin comes right. in, and then Sifa <laughs> kills him, and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. That's it. And then he turns into a different thing, doesn't his he? Bro- he turns... His brother rocks up, Gilgamesh. Ah. Gilgamesh, that's it. Yeah, his mm. brother, because the sword flies off, and then Gilgamesh turns up like, like maybe like ten minutes later or whatever. Like, who's killed my brother? Like, and he's got the yeah. sword, but he's got his own sword, and then he's got like another sword, and he's got like these swords, and he just comes in and hacks and slash, and see if he gets gets jobbed out. But yeah, the first time I saw it, I was like, like high fiving myself, like yes, job well yes, done. Here we go. Yeah. Get, no need to worry about this boss fight. We've got this in the bag. And it's like the shot comes, and then usually it's the bad guy that splits it off. But instead, it's, yeah. it's Odin who splits it off. That was genius. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. that yeah. I, I think that was a um, an absolute, like, that was such a unique thing. I don't think I'd ever seen anything like that before in anything. Like, usually when you've got something like that, it, it, it kind yeah. of just plays that way. If you've not got Odin, that boss fight just plays out as it is. But if you've you've got Odin, the idea that actually you've had this 
unbeatable, not unbeatable, but like this, oh, this summon that just turns up and kills everything straight out. Yeah. And all yeah. of a sudden it gets killed. It, it, yeah. It, it makes the boss fight so much more tense because now you're like, holy cow, this guy means yeah. business. Like you knew he meant business, but now you know he means business because he's just killed your unkillable uh, summon. Um, and then of course yeah. you get well, that's that. That's how you set up a boss fight, or you set up a villain, or you set up an encounter. Is that you from the off, from the off, from the start of the ver- the scene? And we've seen this countless times in movies. Is you demonstrate the power or the audacity of the villain straight away. Yeah. It's the same with it's the same with the the Heath Ledger Joker scene when he first goes into that room full of goons in the Dark Knight, and he just kills that bloke with a pencil. Yeah. On the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that scene sets that that scene sets the tone for Joker's character for the entire rest of the of the movie. The fact that he's just so in, unpredictable and just not not giving a crap about the the environment that he's in, surrounded by bloke other bloke gangsters almost. Um, yeah, the, the similar things, isn't it? You could go to like uh, Thanos in um, Avengers Endgame. Literally, yep. scene one, he's killed everyone from um, he's killed pretty much yep. all the Asgardians. Kills uh, Loki. Oh, kills Loki. Kills. Oh, what's his name? Not the character's name. The guy who plays him. Idris Elba kills him. As him right. That's off, right. Like gets lost. Yeah. I always, I always compare that scene to yeah. Transformers the movie, like the original animated one, because like literally within f- ten minutes of that film, Megatron has killed Ironhide, Prowl, um, yeah. Ratchet. They are all dead. Like That's all right. these loved characters from seasons one and two of Transformers are dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> they do yeah. not pull punches. They there's still see like images of the, the bit where Megatron kills Ironhide and it's still underneath it just says, This was when our childhood died. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is when we yeah. this is when we had to grow up because because this Megatron forced us to. Um yeah. Yeah, so it kind of sets it up and it, it gives you a thingy. Um, he's definitely one of the, the, the better summons from it. There is, there is other summons. I mean, uh, Leviathan's quite cool and you've got like usual Bahamut. Bahamut makes... Is he in all of them? I think he is, isn't he? Bahamut? Must be, yeah. I think so, yeah. He's the standard dragon, non-elemental damage dealer summon. Yeah, yeah. And I think Shiva's in most of them, isn't she, as well? I think she... Yeah, Ifrit. Um, one of the one of the ones that I liked in Final Fantasy VIII, which was a completely new one, I haven't seen it since, is Doom Train. Yes. Um, yeah, which was you had to collect like some iron pipes and some Solomon rings and all this to to get to get him. Um, but yeah, that was a cool one. Just basically just plows into the enemy and gives him all sorts of status effects, which is quite yeah. cool. Yeah, and you had um. Oh, his name has completely slipped my mind. Now that I've thought about him, was it Diablo? Diablo, yeah, Diablos, Diablos. Yeah, just throws a, a big ball of energy and nukes twenty five percent of your health. Can't kill you, but you can always take a quarter of your health. <laughs> yeah, it's basically Demi, isn't it? The Demi spell. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I, th- I think he, I think he, I think he did more damage than I think he did because Demi was quarter take off quarter of your life, and then there was another couple of spells that did half life or whatever um up to the maximum value of damage which was nine 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 you couldn't yeah. do any more than that um but yeah Di- uh, diablos was great because you could summon him quite early on 
Because yeah. Sid, the headmaster, gives you the lamp, doesn't he? And then you can just open the lamp straight away. Yeah, um, doing it earlier rather than later because your life, because yeah. your life is lower. So your when his attacks don't do as much damage in the if you can do it early. If yeah, the later you wait, the harder he is to do because he's he's he can nuke more of your life. In- yeah, well, that's the thing with Final Fantasy VIII as well is that the enemies scaled with your level as well. So mm. if you so so if you grinded too much at the start, you're going to get rinsed when you actually fight like the main bosses because they they level they level to your level. So if yeah. you're grinding too much to begin with, it's going to make the other you know the other parts harder. Um, in some in some degree, but you can also break Final Fantasy VIII as well by just. I think you, I think you have to go, try and get the the refine skill early on, so you can make items into spells. And as soon as you can start doing that, I think you can get like the spell Tornado on the first island from like farming fish or something. <laughs> and then you equip, and then you equip like Tornado to your strength or your HP, and you're just doing bucket loads of damage before you've even before you've even gone to bloody Dolit, the first town oh, area. Wow. My. Um, my friend Harrison, he, so I mentioned it in the uh, the intro. That my PlayStation wasn't chipped, um, and it was something me and Hamish were talking about when we recorded Metal Gear Solid One. Actually, uh, oh about yeah, chip chip PlayStations, um, and one of those. I I I didn't. I had a cartridge that I could plug in the back. Yeah, it kind of did it. It's, it would allow some games to play it we really depend on the disc my friend Harrison had like this the, the full-on malarkey and he had Final Fantasy 8 but his disc 2 was scratched and he couldn't oh, get yeah. off, and because of that he couldn't get off disc one he, he couldn't be bothered to get it done again and he just plowed disc one he was in disc one level 90 just, just, oh wow! <laughs> just, just just going around the forests, just like by um, uh, the name. I should have really put, put wrote the names down, but like the 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 city where you try and assassinate assassinate uh, a deer. Um, oh yeah, like there. There's like forests around there. He was just in the forest, level ninety. Nice. <laughs> just yeah. Just pummeling it. <laughs> like he was like, it's it's nice, but. Yeah, it'd have been good to get to disc two. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that had three discs as well, didn't it? It uh, FF eight had four discs. That one did it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it did. Because disc yeah, because disc three is after you're off disc three, you can't go back again. Disc four is like the end. Yeah, because that's when that's when the lunar moon like changes the landscape. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't go back after you're off disc three. You can't go back anymore to go get some of the unlocks if you haven't got it by the end of disc three you can't get it yeah um but you can when, when you get to ultimicia's castle at the very end you can actually draw everything you've missed from the bosses in the castle oh can you yeah so if you've missed <sighs> if you've missed if you've missed summons in the actual game if you go to because ultimicia's castle at the very end of it obviously is full of like weird bosses that you've like fought in the past yeah, and other yeah, versions yeah. Um, but you can draw any summons that you've missed from particular bosses in that area. Oh, I didn't is, know that. Which is good. Oh, man. Wish I'd known that. Um, yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you know, they did a um, like a remaster of FF8 for 
I think it's on. I think it might be PlayStation Four actually. Um, where it's it's just the original game. Yeah. But they've made it so the graphics don't look totally awful when mm. it's on your screen. Um. But they added in loads of really weird stuff. So they added in like a. Um, so basically, it works out you you can't lose life. You turn on a like a feature, and you you can't lose life. You can't die. All right. So anytime you get hit, it just your life like it shows you being hit, but your life doesn't yeah. go down. <laughs> so. I think that would yeah. I think I think because um, because I've got I've got uh, Five Fantasy Eight for Steam. Okay, nice. And I think. And I think that's uh, a remastered version as well. But on the Steam version, you can there's basically like a cheat mode when you you go into the uh, you know the sort of menu screen that you have on the Final Fantasy games. You go into there and you go into settings or options, and there's and there's like there's like settings where you can click to do nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine damage every single time you hit something. Okay. So it just it just allows you to speed run the game yeah. if you don't want to grind basically yeah. um which is what a lot of modern audiences and modern game people that haven't experienced it might just want to plow through it without having to grind the levels for the because it's you know rpgs back in those days you did have to do a lot of that you yeah. know you have to grind like forests and stuff to get levels up yeah yeah i i did turn it on for disc one um to try and get because i with me when i so my first run through final fantasy 8 i didn't finish it so i wanted to get to the end so yeah. i was like we need to get through disc one so literally what you just said speed ran disc one yeah so when we got to disc two i was like okay now i can start playing the game like cut out that whole mm. whole malarkey we're just here now doing this bit um yeah yeah, I love Final Fantasy VIII. I just love it. It's my favourite one, if you hadn't guessed already. Um, it's 100% my favourite one. Um, love the characters, love the bad guys. Um, yeah, it's just really weird that actually they're just school kids. Now, it's only in retrospect, I'm looking back and going, a bit weird, that. <laughs> yeah, just like I mentioned it earlier, but I just love the whole fact that it's like prom and you know everything yeah. else mixed into it was just a great, for, for when we were playing it back then, it was a nice setting because we were going through that ourselves to a certain degree. Yeah, I think I was actually having this thought as well. And I don't know if it is, I don't know if it's intentional. And it probably is actually, but I was saying this like, um, so my eldest, Caleb's three, I, at the time I'm recording this, and mm. um, he watches Spidey and his amazing, amazing friends. So, right. not to be confused with Spider Man and his amazing friends. The yeah. classic like eighties cartoon, but the mm. Spidey and his amazing friends. The thing I always find really weird about it is that Spidey, Spin, and Ghost Spider are all kids. They're like kids, kids. So not like high schoolers where Spider Man's kind of supposed to be, but like you're talking maybe like still in primary school kind of age. All right, and but they're superheroes and they fight the bad guys. You know, yeah, and the bad guys are also kind of feeling like a similar. It's like PJ Masks. PJ Masks is the same thing. It's like these little kids that are in little school, and at night they turn into superheroes with their superhero tower and all their superhero gear and all their superhero equipment. <laughs> and and but they but they're just kids. And I, I don't know. There's a level there of 
I was like, I don't stand it. I was just thinking about it, and I was like, ah, because there's a relatability to it. He can watch yeah, yeah. it and see him himself in it because he's he's young himself and he can he can identify. So maybe actually, there's probably a, a very good um, argument for that. Actually, that it could just be well, the people playing this will be doing this, so we'll yeah. make them. We will make give them that appearance. I guess. Yeah, I think so because a lot of uh, well, I think if not all of the Final Fantasy games are they're all adolescents, aren't they? Yeah, I think to a certain degree they're all sort of you know young looking, sort of teenager esque, um, teenager esque characters. So I think that that makes sense as well. Um, it's the same with all of them, really. So. Yeah, because so so nine. I didn't really play nine much. I played, I played, played like the first disc. I feel. Um, I know you got Zidane, yep, and I know you Steiner, and yep. the little, the little spellcaster guy. I can't remember his name. That's right. It was more like classic. It was more like classic D and D tropes with this one because obviously you had your thief, uh, your sort of rogue in Zidane. You had your sort of paladin knight with with Steiner. You had your sort of cleric slash healer slash summoner with Garnet, who was the, the the main summon caster at the start of the game, and then you had your sort of wizard black mage, which was Vivi. Vivi, um, that's it. That's the one I was thinking of. That's right. It's like the little tiny guy with the hat. That's it. Yeah, and uh, the the bright yellow eyes, and you couldn't see the face. Basically, it was just a, but basically just a puppet. Essentially, they uh, sh- Vivi Vivi's whole race is like short lived or something. And Final mm. Fantasy IX went very very deep on sort of the meaning of life and what you should oh. do with it and stuff. So that's a very very deep game. Like if you play through it all, um, and there's like at the start of the start of the disc as well, you can see like each character has this issue that they're going through in life and there's like vivi has got like loneliness and steiner's oh. got like pro- steiner's got like pride or something like that and zidane's got something like um i don't know but yeah people will if you go and google final fantasy 9 uh opening sequence you'll know what i mean but every character has like a an issue that they're going through and they have to resolve that issue through the through the story so oh, wow. that's quite good i guess that's kind of cool <laughs> in some ways it kind of feels a lot in some yeah, nine. I, I think it was. I don't even know what it was about nine that made me just not bother. I think mm. I think there was a, a level of. I've played eight. It, I love eight. Nine for me that didn't feel the same. But as you said, that's kind of like what's special about the games that each one feels yeah. different. Maybe in retrospect now, if I went back and played it, I'd probably be into it. I reckon. Yeah, well, it's that, that that yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? You if you make every single one different, you're not gonna the the, the fans aren't gonna translate to each one because you've you've completely messed around with the not only the aesthetic but also the battle systems and the way the game plays is completely different. You don't you didn't have the junction system anymore with Final Fantasy Eight, uh, with Final Fantasy Nine. You your equipment and the items that you picked up basically allowed you to learn different skills, which you then equipped with a certain amount of AP points. Um, and only certain people could use certain abilities. You couldn't have Zidane, the thief, use black magic. You only could use VV for that. Um, so you had to sort of build your team based on what abilities you want to be able to use in certain situations, which is also more sort of D&D-esque, yeah. um, which you is see, pretty cool. I actually like that. It's something that we'll, we'll go into 10 
shortly. Um, yeah. But that that was always something I really liked about ten. It's like because as cool as eight is, like I said, if I thought actually, you know what, I want to level Zell up for a bit, I could just swap him for another character, and he would have everything that they had. Yeah. And I could just play as Zell for a bit. Um, yeah. No characters outside of their limit breaks had any identity in Final Fantasy VIII. They're all the same. Yeah, they didn't. Re- they didn't really do anything different apart from their limit breaks because all because your your junctions basically dictated what your actions are, and everybody could use magic. So it was just yeah. like, you know, none of the characters had any identity apart from the limit breaks. Whereas in Final Fantasy Nine, you know that Zidane's going to be able to steal things from people. Yeah. You know that Vivi's Vivi's going to be able to use black magic. You know that Steiner's going to be able to use these massive sword attacks. And if you had Vivi in your team, you could do sword magical attacks, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you knew which role your your characters had, and as a result of that, you felt more inclined to level up Vivi because you keep dying on this boss that's very weak to magic. So you have to level up Vivi uh, and grind Vivi's character because yeah. you need black magic in the fight, etc. Yeah. So it got you using other characters that you might not necessarily want to use because you prefer the look of something else or the play style of something else. So it got you experimenting with other characters that you might not necessarily use which was good yeah i like that i think mm. yeah i think that because that, that's what basically 10 was wasn't it even though i think one of the issues with 10 was eventually if you did keep playing the game all the characters ended up as good as each other doing yeah that's right much everything anyway other than someone yeah. which was still only um yuna but everybody yeah. could end up doing every everything else like because once you completed the sphere grid, everyone had everything and all the stats. The only thing that's right. that was different would be Yuna having summons and nobody else had them. That would be yeah. Would be I think that yeah. I think that's the the only difference. Yeah, because nobody else could use the summons apart from Yuna, and then you know everybody else could have everything else. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. once you got yeah. around the sphere grid, you could start unlocking. You essentially would always end up on somebody else's track. So you that's would, right. You would just end up like, especially if you needed to like teleport them, you'd end up on like a friendship sphere, and you end up like where I don't know, put Tidus yeah. where Wacker was. Next mm. thing you know, Tidus is learning all the cool Wacker attacks, and it's like, okay, well, don't really need to put Wacker in the squad anymore, do I? Because because Tidus is yeah. just learning all his all his moves um and again that's where that's where they sort of imitated the final fantasy 8 model was that obviously everybody has different limit breaks which makes them unique yeah um so if we if we tie this into uh flesh and blood quickly everybody has specialization cards which can be used only by those characters um so similar limit break situation walker's limit break was insane on the aurochs reel (laughs) yeah when you so it was always worth always worth having walker in the team for the aurochs reel um which was good for me see for me i i'm gonna um i think so we'll move swift into 10 Summons in ten for me were like the best thing. Like in, oh, they were sick. Yeah, in any Final Fantasy game. I yeah. think the summons are the best in number ten. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was always once I unlocked it. When I figured out I could unlock him, was Anima. And oh yeah, yeah, he was the tits. As soon as I had Anima, all these other summons that I'd busted my hump getting and been 
working really hard to to level up and and been putting my, my spheres into just abandoned them just like yeah <laughs> sorry it's like there's only one aeon now and his name is anima and he's well her name is anima and 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 sickeningly good and their limit break the, the fact that aeons yeah. had limit breaks and they became oh yeah playable Dodger. characters it was Oblivion, wasn't it? Oblivion was yeah. uh, Anima's one, and that's just where you where they sink below Anima, and yeah. there's that other beast, and it just pummels the shit out of people, doesn't it? Sorry, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> just pure pure damage, like loads of like I love those attacks that just like you just see all these numbers like being presented because they're hitting them so many times. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, it just pulls them underneath the floor, just breaks out from its chains and just leathers the, the snot out of whoever's uh, across from you. And That's yeah, right. for me, I was just like, Anima, I don't need any more. Also, if I remember correctly, when I first played the game, it was the first Aeon that could do over 9,999 damage. Even like my Bahamut was like kind of mm-hmm. stuck, where Anima was like nine nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Yeah, not a problem, mate. Completed it. Dish, just out, like yeah, wink. that's that's wink. another thing as well about Final Fantasy Ten. I think was the first one to break that nine 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 limit as well. Yeah, and then and then bring it up to the next level, which was ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. I remember. Yeah, I played played a lot of Final Fantasy Ten and. Uh, pretty much completed the sphere grid at least with Tidus, Tidus, whatever you want to call him, you know, maxing out the sphere grid and just being able to do whatever he wanted, basically. Um, yeah. It's just... Tidus was cool. I, again, like another kind of um, like surfer dude kind of look, a very unique yeah. unique look uh, to Tidus. Um, and the sword stuff, like he had a sword and his swords always, and (laughs) the swords he got look cool. And it was always like, yeah, this is, whether or not he beats Squall in my rankings, I don't know, but (laughs) like, yeah, uh, he's definitely, the funny funny thing is as well, is that what the, the reason why he had the sword is because at the very, very start, Auron just goes, he are take this. Yeah. And then he, he he brings it up and just like can't really hold it that well, so he just sort of drops it and just starts and then just just like literally just naturally falls into this stance, which he then adopts for the rest of the game. Yeah. Um. And obviously his limit break is called sword play, so he's not even really a swordsman. He just sort of adopts it and then uses like blitzball moves to attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he um, absolutely um like sort of talk about adapting. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but Oren, on the other hand, see that Oren is probably for me the man in that game because just oh, like, he's, yeah, he's great. He does. He's just so like I see. I foresee no difficulty, and just yeah, just <laughs> he runs up to it. He's carrying the sword with one hand. He's got like one arm out. He just slashes it, and that's it. Bad guy gone. Yeah, like especially at the beginning. Um, later on, obviously it's a bit different because everybody's on par by then. Um, mm. But if like Kamari. That, that kind of falls into the background then, really. 
Cause... Yeah, I never, I never really understood Kamari's role to begin with. Obviously, he has the blue magic, which is similar to Quina in Final Fantasy IX, as well as um, other other Final Fantasy characters that can sort of learn enemy moves. Um, it's just, yeah, it's very, yeah. very, very strange. Although, although the, the the ultimate abilities of some of the enemies that you can imitate are very good, but they're never as they're more like a utility class more than anything else that they can yeah. just do a bunch of different things depending on the situation. But then you have to learn those abilities individually by encountering and learning it from enemies, which is just a, a tough and grindy part to it. Yeah, he was kind of like for me. He kind of felt like the heavy. He was the heavy, but then mm. Oren and Kamari's not the heavy no more. Oren's the no, heavy. exactly. Yeah. It's like um yeah. I do what he does better. You know what I mean? Like it's it, Yeah. Um yeah, and then Kamari does become more of a utility. You just kinda of bring him in to see if the bad guy's got an an ability for him and then you, you swap him out for I don't know, Aaron, who comes in and just hits it really hard. <laughs> yeah, so for it Kamari's Kamari's style sort of reminds me of Final Fantasy VIII because what you want to do, another great thing about Final Fantasy X is the fact that you could switch characters in and out of battle. Yes. Which was which was awesome. But what I ended up doing with Kimari, just going on that thread for a moment, is bringing him in and using Lance, was it Lancer? Where he drew... Yeah. Where he, where, yeah, I think it was Lancer because you yeah. drew something from the enemy, you gained HP and MP from doing it. Yeah. And if they had if they had an ability that you could learn, he would then learn it. Yeah. So I just swapped him in, lanced everything to see if I could learn anything else. If I couldn't, then I just swapped him back out for Auron, who could just because he had piercing on his weapon, so he could yeah. just get through the armor of most things. Yeah, Auron, um, which made Aaron, him more of a heavy. Auron gave no shits. Like Aaron, no, exactly. Just, just <laughs> come in and, and, and hit you. Something that actually just thinking popping into my brain there. Talk about everyone becoming a bit a bit generic. Of um, yeah. Wacker was the only one who could hit flying targets. Yeah. And he was one of the only ones you could use underwater. Yeah, that's right. Riku, Wacker, and Titus were the only ones who could go underwater. Yeah. Um, And I think Final Fantasy X, because obviously it was trying to appeal to a lot more of the modern audience. In fact, it was the first Final Fantasy released on PlayStation 2 as well. Yes, it was. Um, So... At that point as well, like 2000, 2001 or so, uh, gaming was becoming a lot more popular because of these new systems. Um, And what Final Fantasy X had to do was bring in that new audience that were playing PlayStation 2. And they did a really, really good job of that because of the fact that when you started the game, it was just a giant tutorial that taught you how to do things. It taught you how to attack with Waka, aerial enemies. It taught you how to use Auron to break through the shells of highly armoured enemies. It told you how to use Lulu against elemental creatures that were weak against fire or ice or whatever. Um, And obviously it taught you how to use items with Riku and stealing and all this. Um, So... So yeah, it was it was a great way of introducing people to RPGs at that moment in time as well. I think. Yeah, anytime you got a new character, you had like that mini tutorial where it showed you how to use them. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. I think Lulu. Oh, Lulu. Oh yeah, absolutely. Neither say anymore. Neither say anymore. <laughs> um, we'll play Final Fantasy X for the plot. What's the plot? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. The. Yeah. 
But again, it was one of those situations where even she eventually became completely irrelevant because everyone eventually would learn black magic. So That's right. Kind of yeah. shuffle, shuffle her off with a crappy doll and just kind That's of right. sit over there with 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 um um with oh his name with Kamari. You sit over there with Kamari, and even That's even right. like um even Riku was kind of the same thing. Eventually, you'd be like, hey, you sit over there, let the yeah let the summoner. The main character and heavy. <laughs> yeah, well, because yeah, because the, these systems that will allow any any character to learn any other character's things eventually is a bit of an issue because if their limit breaks are garbage, which Lulu's limit break was garbage and yeah. Riku's limit break was garbage, yeah. they're just going to fall. They're just going to fall to the side because you know Tidus's limit break was mental because he could do multiple attacks and then do a massive AOE attack and kill everything. Yep. Luna, uh, Luna, Luna was uh, just summoning creatures and, you know, doing loads of damage there. And, you know, yeah. some of the Aeon limit breaks are insane. Yeah. And she um, gave them a second limit break. So if they would already, they were already ready to use their limit break. If she had her limit break, they got two limit breaks. Two. So, yeah. Cause I took on, which one was it? Is it a mega weapon? Is it a mega weapon? The one that's in the the underground, like um, like that's prison. right, yeah. Literally, yeah. first thing I did, Una, Oblivion, activate Liber- yeah, Oblivion. Then what happens yeah. next? Activate Oblivion again. <laughs> oh yeah, just, that's just that's just how you break the game. <laughs> yeah, just absolute just, Oblivion. Yeah, just keep it going, keep it going. And it still didn't beat the damn thing because he's got like two bazillion health or whatever. Oh. But yeah, like I think the next attack killed it. But I was like, yes, come mm. on, come on, you know, go steal. From I've got. Me. I've got Final Fantasy X on Steam. I might have to just replay it all, to be honest, because I, I think I think if we're going to get to our favourites, I think Final Fantasy X might actually be my favourite one because there was just so much to do in it, and it was just pioneering the. I also loved in this game, which was different to everything else, is that the fact it was turn-based combat as well. Yeah. So, so you could see your when your character is going to take your turn in the top of the screen, so you could then do strategic things like if you cast haste you can see that Tidus's uh character has moved up on the grid because he's now yeah. faster etc um and then you can sort that. of plan out when to heal and when to use utility spells to protect yourself from when Seymour's going to cast his big massive spell or whatever uh, I love that part of it also yeah I enjoyed that I I'd like we'll have a look at combat now so yeah I loved the combat system in like seven through ten, how it how it operated. So the mm. it'd be like da, 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 mm. and you go into like the fight, you'd have the bad guys yeah. on one side, the good guys on the other, and then like you said, you would get turns or in Final Fantasy Eight you had to wait for your bar to load up. And I think it was the same. It's a lot more active as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I always remember that and think that was how I enjoyed playing Final Fantasy. You got come on. Come on, wait, wait, wait for the bar. Wait yeah, for the yeah. bar. Wait for the bar. The bar's charged. Attack, 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 attack. Yeah. And like you said, there's a strategy in Final Fantasy X where you can go, okay, cast uh, haste all. Everyone's fast. Suddenly you've got six more attacks before the bad guys mm-hmm. get to go. What I used yeah. to do was, well, I still do because I've actually got the PS4 version um, of FF10. You would swap out to, so all the team are in every combat. So then they all get experience. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, good idea. Yeah, and then you would just bring, make sure the last person in is Yuna, 
Cena can bring out an anima and kill everyone. <laughs> it, yeah, it was, that's it was, right. It's a simple method. It's a simple formula. Tried and tested. It's tried and tested, but if it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah, just bring it out. That's that, that. That's what that's what they call the cheddar cheese of leveling up your uh, leveling up all of your team. It just is. bringing Lu- bringing Lulu in to cast fire on something, and then just getting her the hell out of there to get the experience. That's literally it. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you wouldn't even cast anything. Sometimes you bring them in yeah. and activate one of like those abilities that. Increase defend. aim, yeah, defend yeah. or something like that, like Lauren, <laughs> like click, talk, like bodyguard or whatever it was called. Yeah, it's like brilliant. Okay, now Titus activate cheer. Everyone gains like a hundred life. It's like Way! that's right. But he's now taken part in the combat, therefore he gains experience. And and then last but not least, Yuna bring out summon, kill enemy, kill everything. Everyone yeah. gets experience. Everyone gets upgraded on the sphere grid and. And, uh, and and away we go. Yeah, just 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 absolute tried try and tested. It rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. It 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 works. Um, actually, something we'll touch on quite briefly. Just while I'm thinking of um, aeons and and summoning, Yo Jimbo in that is probably oh yeah, um, another one of the the better uh, things. Just because you've no idea what he's going to do. That's right. Yeah. Um. Because you pay him a certain amount, and he does a move based on that. If yeah. he's if he's if he's absolutely absolutely sort of um, annoyed with what with what you've paid him, he's just going to send his Daigoro to do his attack. Yeah. His dog <laughs> doesn't even bother. It's like Angelo for me. Doesn't even bother. Just just send yeah. the dog. Send the dog. Just send the dog in. Um, yeah. The best thing I had with Yojimbo was when I took on Dart the first day on. First, I can't remember the name of it. It's weird. Oh, the Dark Aeons. They were they were awesome yeah. to fight. So I took on the first one. First, the first Aeon, the first Dark Aeon. Um, yeah, Big Bird. I can't remember the name of it. This name. I, I should remember these things. I'm really. Oh, good. Dark Valor 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 Four. Yeah, yeah. Um, literally, got got um, him. I was like, oh no, this is gonna be. Awful. Mm. My cousin had told me, "Oh, the Dark Aeons—they're really tough." And I was like, "Ah, oh, no." I thought, "Oh, who've I got on me?" Before I even knew Anima was a thing, um, I got your Jimbo. Bring out your Jimbo. Fingers crossed. Your Jimbo comes out, does the Odin, doesn't even ask me for any money, just comes <laughs> out, does the instant kill, and just kills yeah. Dark Valfour in like one slash. And I'm like, just high fiving yeah. myself. Job well done. Never does it again. Never. <laughs> no, that's that, that's. That was my strategy as well. Most of the time was go to Dark Aeons and pay Yojimbo enough money to just kill them in one hit. Yeah. Um, just save, it. save, and just cheese it. Just save and load, and just save and load. If you don't get the Yojimbo, just save and load. Um, we've all tried those strategies as well before, where we, you know, we try and cheese out enemies to just try and uh, progress our mission. <laughs> yeah, it's like please, please, just, just kill him in one hit, please. Oh no. Oh well, never yeah. mind. Reload. <laughs> Yeah. Try him again. Please kill him on here. No? Okay. Reload. <laughs> yeah. That was brilliant. <laughs> um, Eleven was uh, online. Actually, actually, something we'll touch on quite quickly. The bad guys yeah. in 10 were actually really good. Seymour felt annoying. His voice was annoying. He was annoying. Yeah. Um, Sin, as a concept, was a bit, a bit weird. Yeah. Um, I thought it was good though. I thought it was. I thought. I, I thought it was. Again, it 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 sort of gave you that um, 
when we're speaking about villain introductions, there's a villain introduction in FF10, isn't there? He destroys a whole bloody city, and then you, yeah. and then you're, and then you're living in fear of this huge creature that can just come out of the water and destroy whole towns and cities. Is it going to happen? You know, is it going to happen now? Is it going to happen in the future? It will happen eventually. Uh, and uh, you're living in fear of that the whole time, which is great. And obviously, there's a moment where Sin decimates an entire town. There's just a coastal town. There's like yeah. these like kids kids playing and stuff, and suddenly they look over their shoulder, and there's a big tidal wave just kills them all. I think it's the oh, was it town of Killick or something like that? Yeah, something um, like that. yeah. Because like Una has to go and, go and she does. The that's right. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, yeah, the villain, the whole villain thing crafting that villain and the dread setting the tone straight away is something that FF10 did well because you started off in Zanakund and it destroys your city and suddenly you get sucked into it and it's like what the hell's happening with and it destroys the city to one of the most phenomenal soundtracks oh yeah of a game probably ever we touched about this in the Metal Gear episode actually with Hamish we talked about the music and 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 even the one I just uh, recorded with um uh, for Metal Gear Solid Three, um, mm. like the, the, if you want to talk about a soundtrack, that 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 song at the beginning, I have it saved. It's called like Otherworld by some. I can't remember the name of the um, the artist, but yeah, yeah, like that is a cracking piece of. It is. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, it's so good, man. It's so good. That is brilliant. They, yeah. they, 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 they know how to do a soundtrack, Final Fantasy. They, they, oh, God, yeah. Do a yeah. Meme. They do a meme. Nobuo Amatsu. Um, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it was him in FF10, but he was, yeah, uh. he was omni, omnipresent for a while. And the funny, funny thing is, as well, um, I actually, this is a story which relates to Final Fantasy okay. um, in a certain degree. I had concert tickets to see. Um, I think it was the it was like a a production like an orchestra that were playing Final Fantasy tracks in London. Nice. So I had a ticket to go and see them, but I parred it off for a girl that I no longer see or have any interest in, of course, um, which was uh, a shame because I should have just went to that concert. But instead, I parred it off for a girl. I never, oh, I never saw it. Mate, Gutted. I've, oh, <laughs> do you know what? that? That's actually quite heartbreaking. I, I've seen a few <laughs> of these. Like they do a lot in London. Like um, yeah, like this. Like I've seen like Star Wars. There was a, a Batman one a while ago where it's like Dark yeah. Knight to an orchestra. And I was like, yeah. oh, I I need to go see one of these at some point. Um, yeah, I know a couple yeah. of lads who who I work in my last workplace who used to go to loads of them. Like Star yeah. Wars, you name it. They they were always posting up pictures in like London. We've got to watch this oh, in, nice. with an orchestra. You're like, yeah, show off. Um, <laughs> yeah, Hans Zimmer is what another one I'd love to see. Hans Zimmer, yeah, yeah. Does a lot of the epic films that we all know and love, like Inception and Dark Knight, and you know oh, yeah, all those good, stuff, all that good stuff. Um, um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I would. I think, yeah. I think if I'm not going to lie to you, I think if uh, Vic was like, oh. I'm not happy with you going to see Final Fantasy by orchestra. <laughs> I'd have to, <laughs> I'd have to like, I'm just nipping the shot, love. Um, yeah, exactly. Come back eight hours later. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> big, big traffic, big traffic. 
shop's like two minutes down the road. It's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, traffic, flat tire. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Fell over, Oopsie. hit my leg. Um, took a wrong turn. Something. Yeah. Something happened. <laughs> for a pack of, An excuse. Going out, yeah, going out for a pack of fags, love, but you don't smoke. Well, yeah, logistics. So viable, it's fine. Um, yeah, Brilliant. Final Fantasy Ten for me, I think, is, is probably... Yeah, it probably is one of the more important ones for me, just because I, for how much the PS2 upgrade. Um, yeah, in fact, I own it like three times. Um, PS2, PS3, and PS4. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, yeah, not such a nuts game. X2. Did you play X2? I did. I did try, but then I just didn't. I gave up with that one. Yeah, I couldn't. I really could. I had very similar experience with Nine, where I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I, I don't know what it was. I think it was something like the clothing system. Your abilities came from the clothes you were wearing. It's like, oh, no. no so. Yeah, I don't know. I just couldn't get into that one for some reason. Yeah. My mate Harrison, he loved it. He thought it was great. But I was just like, nah, sorry. Yeah. I think I was just I think I think was just too attached to Tidus as the main character. Yeah. Um, maybe that was it. But I, I did, in my playthrough, I did love like Yuna. And I loved the summons and all this. But mm. Tidus was my favorite. You know, I just love the men of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Final Fantasy in general, yeah. for some reason. Yeah. But there we go. Um, they, always, they always feel like... Um, they always feel a little bit better. As weird as that sounds. Like, if so if we, like, rewind, like, going back to eight, Quistis was just, like, who is she? She just absolutely pointless. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Selfie was just this, again, just like... I don't know. I couldn't tell you anything about her. Renoa. No. Renoa had a little bit of something to her, but even yeah. then, it was still kind of like this this damsel in distress kind of thing, and it it, it didn't it wasn't working for me. Um, yeah. Fast forward to ten, and you kind of get some. You kind of get better, slightly better. Like Lulu's pretty cool. She's got this kind of like antisocial demeanor to her, so that's instantly yeah. attractive. Um, yeah. And Yuna was on this journey, and she was she was doing something, but yeah, yeah. like. The guys are always just cooler. You've got Oren. Do you know what I mean? Like you put, yeah. He's he's this mysterious guy. You don't know if he's alive or dead. Um, he, he's wearing a even like, yeah, even like far, like Final Fantasy Seven. They did the female characters load of justice in that. Like Tifa was an absolute badass, mm. and Aerith Aerith was just trying to help everybody all the time. Because and then she got killed, which was an absolute yeah. travesty. Like this one, <laughs> this one, this one had her off. Uh, Yuffie, Yuffie, you know, again a ninja, a ninja character from uh, from Wu Tai or Wu Tai. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I think they they fell down with the female characters in Final Fantasy Eight, yeah, uh, Nine as well. There wasn't too many good ones in that that were memorable, really. Um, and then Ten, they picked it up again. Um, but yeah, it's funny how it goes. It's peaks and troughs, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. With the I guess when I guess when you're coming from the main perspective, each one you you are playing as a dude. Um, yeah. So it's a bit, you know, can you, you know, really be putting effort into other sub sub characters? I guess you need to be making sure that this guy is is the central thing. Don't be putting too much spotlight on the others. Um, I think back then as well, it was mainly men and boys playing these games. True. I could, I could, yeah. I could be wrong, and uh, but but we saw a lot, a lot of ourselves in these characters. So maybe that's just the reason why back then. 
But yeah. you know, it was, that was a different time period entirely, wasn't it? So yeah, the demographic I think has shifted since, but oh god, yeah. then the demographic was very much teenage, eighteen to twenty-four, maybe even thirty-four, kind of yeah. like um, kind of like demographic. You weren't nobody really was nobody was no girl was picking up FF8 and being like, oh wow, no. I know it's really cool. <laughs> No, exactly. That, that, that there was that there was no girls in my school that I could go along and say, right, I'm playing Five Fantasy Eight. Do you know the game? No. All right then. Yeah. Was, <laughs> These yeah. days it might be a bit different, you know. But back then, that that's what it was like. Yeah. You know, it's a brave so. new world now, man. Brave new world, which yeah. is great to be perfectly honest with you. Um, oh yeah, the more people are into games, the better. So 100%. you know, it's, it's all good. In Final Fantasy Eleven, that was online, so I didn't touch that at all. I'll be brutally right. honest. Yeah. Um, twelve. See, twelve is where I I, I make my make my leave, um, because yep. it changed the combat system completely. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It just became Devil May Cry. <laughs> the, yeah, the, it was. It was, it was Assassin's Creed. It was Devil May Cry. It was. It was just every hack and slash game that it was. You know. It, it it didn't feel different anymore, not for me anyway. Yeah, I mean, it was it was almost too too different to you know, sort of appeal to the old school at this stage, the old school RPG players, the people that have been playing Final Fantasies for the last ten years or whatever. When when Final Fantasy twelve came around, it was like alienating that audience which is exactly what happened i believe back then for if we look back at it as a retrospect all the old school rpg fans were just like oh no nah, this is not the same and therefore yeah. didn't really get into it and i didn't get into it when it first came out i only got into it i just i just bought it from cex one day which oh, is nice. obviously for uh, any non-uk people it's just like a game franchise like pre-owned games right you can just get yeah. cheap games from cex and electronics in general i just bought it from there because i was seeing a, a girl at the time who lived in a town that i wasn't really in so i moved up there to live with her for a bit and sometimes got bored when she was doing her thing so i was just like oh, i'll get a new game uh got final fantasy 12 and started playing it and um realized that i actually liked it quite a lot um the the world was very very different it was very it's very sort of star wars esque with like you're walking around the main town like to begin with and yeah. stuff and there's like all these weird sort of humanoid creatures it gave you that sort of star wars vibe um and uh it was sort of futuristic but also fantasy there was guns in it there was uh lots of other things in it but I, I didn't have a. I wouldn't be able to recall any aspect of the story whatsoever because it's been a long time since I played it. But there was, and I'm sure we'll speak about mini games in these uh, in these um, yeah. installments in a moment. But the, one of one of the mini games in this was like a monster hunting system where you got contracts and you had to go to a certain area and find the monster and kill it and stuff. And I found that really engaging because I was a massive fan of Monster Hunter. And that sort of gave me those those sort of vibes. Um, okay, but yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I did like Final Fantasy twelve, but it's been a long time since I played it, so I couldn't recall too much information on it. Yeah, I'm I'm literally couldn't tell you a damn thing. I I yeah. seem to recall playing as a character. I was in a sort of city, like you said, kind of like a almost like a Naboo yeah. sort of main city kind of vibe. 
and then right, yeah. you had to leave the city to go somewhere. And then I just yeah. was like, this is awful. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. And I was like, I don't, I don't, this isn't Final Fantasy. This is some, this is a completely different game. Um, That's right. You know, and it was the com. It was definitely for me the combat system, and I just, I literally just turned it off, traded the game in, and I've yeah. never seen or spoken about it until now. Um, and maybe there was, maybe there was a a gap bridging thing with Final Fantasy Online. Maybe the people that m- were playing Final Fantasy Ten and Ten Two to a certain degree, the ones that were following it, maybe at that point when Far Fantasy Online was released, maybe there was a sort of amalgamation between that step and then Far Fantasy Twelve, which sort of because the jump from Far Fantasy Ten and Ten Two to Twelve is another massive difference, right? So maybe there yeah. was I don't I didn't play Far Fantasy Online, so I don't know. Um maybe there was something in there which alluded to where twelve was gonna go. I don't know, but Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. It was an MMO, wasn't it? So Yeah it was. It was an... it's online. Yeah. I think it's that same sort of thing. Me off, to be honest, I'm not a big online. Never been a big online gamer. Um, no, like I, I bought like Star Wars Battlefront, and then I realised most of it was online. I was like, oh, yeah. Like it's like it's not much to do on this. Like I, I bought Call. Like I played like Call of Duty Modern Warfare um, Two. I think it was my first one. Yeah, pretty much never went online with it. Only just played the campaign. As soon as I finished the campaign, traded <laughs> traded it. Yeah. Um, my friend Harris. Call of, I don't, there's a campaign of Call of Duty. All I played was bloody zombies back in the day. That's all I played. Yeah. Do you know Call me, like, of Duty zombies. Everyone's like buying it and straight away jumping online. I'm like, well, there's a campaign here. I want to play the campaign. I heard the story yeah. about, oh, you've got to, um, there's a bit where it asks you if you want to play one of the missions because you play as Russian terrorists who are walking through an airport killing everyone. Like you just right. <laughs> you just kill everyone. So the game asks you if you want because it gives you the option to skip it. Um, yeah, and I was just like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I want to, I want to play the I game. Play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. here to play the game. So I played the game, and you go through the airport, and you, you're just shooting everyone, like everyone, <laughs> like savage. Doesn't even matter. And then at the end, they figure out that you're. You're like supposed to be like an American sleeper agent, and then they kill you, and then they get into the game. It's like, wow. okay, well, you know, it wasn't. So I don't know. It, it, I don't even know why they even gave you the option to skip it. It kind of felt like if if you were that worried about this part of the game, why did you bother putting it in? Don't just don't. No, it's it a war. In. It's a war game. A war game. Yeah. So it's yeah. Yeah, it's a bit, <laughs> bit weird, but yeah. So I think online gaming for me was just never really on the cards. I've, I've done a little bit with like Modern Warfare 3, I think I went online with that, but I yeah. generally if it's, it's like, oh, this game is online. This game is online. You, you're in an online world. I was like, yeah, nah, I'm going to have to give that a hard pass, I think. Yeah. Um, the only difference, the only sort of game I ever got into, which was all online MMO style thing, was DC Universe Online. Oh, okay. Um, and that was, that was, I spent a lot of time in that. But that was only because me and my mate just had not really much else to do and it was a game we could both play together um and we just loved dc and, the, and i think dc universe is online is probably the best game out there for fans of 
DC characters because there was just everything in it. There was just every single character you can think of is in that game. There's like a, a raid for every single character and every single location in DC Universe. There's a, oh, a nice. mission that sort of tailors to that. There's like this one where you're in Smallville and you have to fight Doomsday and all the Justice League are there trying to help you. And then obviously there's you and your mate who have got your own custom characters, maybe a few others that have joined the raid and you're all just there just trying to beat Doomsday with nice. obviously the Justice League as NPCs. Um, but um, I digress. But yeah, that's nice. yeah, that's one of the only ones I've played, the MMO star ones. But uh, uh, hey-ho. Yeah. Briefly, we'll, we'll touch on it. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, mm. I played the demo. I haven't played the game. Um, again, it's that same system from sort of FF12. So instantly I was like, I'm probably not going to like this. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my understanding is it's just disc one. I think so. Yeah, I think it's up until up until Ares dies, and that's it. Yeah, so, which is just again a big a big no no from me. It's just like you either make the whole game as it was intended, like Final Fantasy VII was. You know, back in those days, right? That's the thing. Back in those days, they were making full games from the off. There was nothing <laughs> hidden behind another another installment or paywalls Paywall. or anything. They brung out the game, and uh, and that was it. You know, you got a bloody uh, a, you know a, a, a game in a case. It came with a book where you where you you know you t- you you told you the controls, and sometimes had character profiles in there and all sorts. Yeah. You know, back in the old PS One days, I remember going to going to Swindon Town and picking up a PS One game on the bus. And then I came back on the bus and opened up the game and looked through the game book before I got home to play it. And you just don't do that anymore. There's no, there's no effort in some games anymore. No. Um, I remember Tekken, Tekken Two. Yeah, all, had all the character profiles like King in the book, Neil yeah, Samuels, all that type of stuff. Yeah, had all the uh, not Neil Samuels, Nina Williams. And I was like, yeah. yeah, just, 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 oh, yeah, like, go. just what character am I going to play first and That's all this? It. Yeah, just excitement builds from the book. Yeah, yeah. The, the seven. I was explaining this to my cousin because my cousin he loves Final. Like I said he Final Fantasy Seven is his, his favorite. And yeah, he said oh, I've still not played the remake yet. I keep meaning to get in and I haven't done it yet. And I said I'd maybe wait. And he's like, why? I'd maybe wait till all three discs are out. And yeah. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, one's only the first disc. He's like, no. And I was like, yeah, mate. It's only the first disc. Well, as soon as you get to the, the end of the first disc, where the first disc would end, that is the remake. That's it. Don't get that's it for now. Yeah. And how long is that going to take? You know, how long has it been since? since that first one came out and we're still waiting for the second one it's just like cba that's that. <laughs> yeah that's that's him that's like bargain bin game now you can you can probably pick that up for like probably less than 20 quid maybe 20 quid you can get yeah. that game for now and i i don't plan on picking it up but, nor do i um it, it it's it's a little bit of a shame um, which was kind of yeah. nice when I saw the the Final Fantasy VIII remaster. I thought it was like it's the same game. They've just updated it so it doesn't like crap on a modern console mm. or modern TV. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's 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 amazing. So straight away jumped into eight and, and started giving that a crack again. Um, yeah. Okay, we'll move on now because we're going to talk about my favorite bit: the mini yeah. games. Oh yeah. Yeah, except <laughs> I I remember spending a lot of time chocobo racing in 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 like the um the weird gold saucer yeah the, yeah gold saucer it's like a weird casino yeah. type place just 
hours and hours chocobo racing. Don't even think I was very good at it, if I remember correctly. But mm. like, it was just like oh, it's like Mario Kart in the middle of a Final Fantasy setting. Just amazing. <laughs> oh, it was. Yeah, exactly. It was. There was loads of things in. Uh, there was loads of there was loads of things in Gold Saucer which were just absolutely time sort of time sinks almost. Mm. I remember just I remember just like as a as a obviously came out quite a long time ago. I remember just spending a whole afternoon and multiple afternoons in in that fact on like a Saturday afternoon. You know what am I going to do today? Just fire up Final Fantasy VII and just play all the mini games in Gold Saucer. Uh, you know because yeah. they had. They had the arcade section where you could sort of revisit some of the mini games in the game. You know, mini games within a mini game. You got the snowboarding part. You got the bloody cloud on a bike part when you're slashing left and right. You got bloody the submarine mini game. You got all these mini games um, to play, and then obviously you had the other sections as well where you could go on the roller coaster and do like the the shooting. Um, <laughs> oh, there's so, there was so much stuff. It was crazy. They they crammed it in. I think, which which is probably good when we get to eight. They didn't cram it in so much in eight. It was just triple triad. Like yeah, it wasn't really anything else. You, 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 but everyone, you could do triple triad everywhere. And then there was like different rules, which really annoyed me. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you'd always end up encountering some bull rule. When you need, when someone had a card that you wanted, like it would be like this person has that super duper and like the EDA card, but the, oh, you're in this region, so the rules have changed. So now it's sudden death, and and you play a card, but when your opponent plays a card, their stats double or whatever, and they pilfer all your cards, and you're just like, oh. yeah, yeah. What you said earlier about um, save and reload, that was a lot of saving and reloading when you knew oh, gotcha. you yeah. wanted a good card. And then load, you could get loads of good ones from the very beginning, which was good, like random people, like the little kid who's jogging for some reason. Oh, he's got loads of good cards, yeah. Yeah, just rinse and that's, him. And that's the, they're, they're the main sort of mini games in Final Fantasy VIII and Nine was the collectible card game within the game. Um, so obviously FF8, touching it just then, was one called Triple Triad. Mm. Um, which was which was awesome, and uh, there was also another one called Tetra Master in Final Fantasy IX, and they just involved going round. Uh, so I think you got you got as part of the main story. I think you got a collection of cards by default, so you could play. You got given. Yeah. I think you got given a few cards on FF8 by one of the random students. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's pretty early on, isn't it? I think it. Yeah. After you get out the elevator, he gives them to you. I think. Yeah, he's like, Something hey. Like that. I've got these cards. I don't want them. Here you go. And you're yeah. Like, hey, I got my first cards. And you can start playing. Yeah. Um, and then in Final Fantasy Nine, I think you're given them early on as well. Um, but yeah, it's just a just a fantastic way of just killing more timers and and also a collectible sort of gotta catch them all completionist style yeah. system in the game as well, where you have to try and get all the cards and cl- complete the collection. Um, yeah. Final Fantasy VIII also took it to a, a step further, where you could basically get cards from uh, from other other uh, duelists or whatever, and then you could then, with the refined skill, turn cards into spells, which then you could then equip using the junction system. So, if you could turn so some of the cards that you could get, 
early on to turn into spells were insane. There's enough ways you could break it early on as well. Yeah, because um, you get like, I think the, the little someone, I don't think it's the jogger, I think it's someone else. Someone has like Cypher, Cypher, whatever you want to call him. He, like, he's like very early. His card is very early in the game. And if you can get him, you can either keep him and, and put him in your deck or, yeah, you can trade him in for, for a load of cool spells and, and pieces oh, God, to, yeah. to do refinery. Something else you could do, actually, you could also turn enemies into cards using That's right. spell. Yeah, you could. Um, I think... Uh, it was it was Quezacotal, I think, that allowed you to do it. Yeah. There was a card. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the the, the lightning bird thing in Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, and you could, you could turn bad guys into cards, which was great when you were trying to refine stuff, but it was really good. Oh, God, yeah. If it was like a creature that was good and you knew had a good card, you could, <laughs> you could turn yeah. it into a card and you would have <laughs> it. And you're like, yes, this is... Because there was a... Um, there was an incentive as well to not collect them because there was um there's at least one region where your cards were random. So if you had too many chaff, you'd end up with like rubbish yeah. cards. So there was almost an incentive to not collect them. Yeah, that's right. And just have like yeah, six cards. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I tried like in the mini games, sometimes I tried to use cards that weren't good because i was afraid of losing the other ones right yeah um especially in especially in final fantasy 8 i think in final fantasy 8 there was once you had the card you couldn't get duplicates of it could you i don't think well maybe that maybe Not you could sure. for some of them but maybe the, the characters you weren't going to find again the characters like, no they were they were one and done but i think most enemies you could probably duplicate unless it was like a boss enemy yeah boss enemies your boss enemies, your guardian forces, your characters, they were like one and done. Yeah. But everything else... I so there was a rarity great. system to a certain degree. Yeah. You know, yeah, once yeah. You, yeah. So I remember on Final Fantasy IX as well, um, because obviously on Final Fantasy VIII Triple Triad system, you had uh, each of the cards had uh, numbers to, to differentiate you know, where their power was when they were... Because it's a multi-directional card game, so you lay a card down. If that number beats the card that you're next to, you flip that card and you win that card, basically. Yeah. Um, in Final Fantasy VIII Triple Triad, everyone, everyone's, every character's uh, numbers were the same. But in, in Tetramaster, everyone's numbers were different, but they had also directions that they could attack um, that okay. were different. If you, So if you had two flans for instance two flan little creature things the flan cards would have the same stats but they could attack in different directions on final fantasy 9 okay um hmm. so it, you could you could basically just have a whole team of flans but all they could all attack in different directions whereas in final fantasy 8 if you had a whole team of flans they would all have the same stats yeah in those areas yeah um so final fantasy 9's card system was very very cool in that regard um, but I do like the simplicity of Triple Triad's one, and that's why once you mentioned the fact that there was an Etsy thing, I was like, yes, I'm getting that. <laughs> so so it actually is printed. There is an official print of Triple Triad, but it's so expensive to get. Like, yeah. like you've got to have an insane amount of money. I've never seen a, a complete collection come up. I've seen a lot of like part collections and like or commons and stuff like that. But if you want the 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 
characters, the GFs, the, the bosses, the, they are hard to get and expensive to get. So yeah. Oh yeah. When I saw the, the Etsy um, thing, I was like, Oh my Lord, I am buying that. And um, oh yeah, I was actually, I don't know if you call it lucky or not, but basically the first one I ordered, it was a month and it hadn't arrived. So I messaged the guy. I was like, listen, I know you're in the States, but it's been a month. Do you know what I'm saying? This, this, this should be here. He was like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. I, I can't, you know, I'll send you another one. So he sent me another one. And then like maybe three, four days later, Triple Tried arrived. I was like, hey, dude, it's it's arrived. And he was like, my tracking says it's not even left the stage yet. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, oh, okay. So I ended up with two. <laughs> So oh, look, nice. luckily, uh, my man, Jim, who, who deals with the um, production editing for the show, um, luckily he, he really wanted it. So he's actually had the, uh, he had the, uh, the second copy off me. Um, nice. And I just got, got my money back for what I, what I paid for it. <laughs> so yeah, like yeah. It, it's, it's so, and the, the print is nice. It's, it, it's a good quality. I mean, you've seen it, you, mm. Yeah, it's good. They're, they're, they're good. They're really, really well produced um, things for an Etsy. Obviously, it comes in like a deck box, and obviously, the inside that you've got all the cards for the whole game. Uh, you've also got a little play mats, little paper play mat. Uh, the Etsy person does actually do proper play mats, like neoprene ones as well, if you want to pay more. But also in the in the box itself comes with like a rule book as well. So it's re- it's really really well thought out, and it looks like an actual product. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be doing. Um, I'm going to be doing like a little. I've recorded it already a long time ago. Well, maybe a month, a week, a couple of weeks ago now. When we we're speaking about this, and when I ordered it, so I have already recorded like an unboxing and thoughts and stuff of on the deck. So you're going to be able to see that on Go Again Gaming, and as oh, well wow. as that, I'm going to be doing a. Um, they're going to be part of the first episode of the Great Mail Day thing oh, as well. So I'm looking forward um, to that. I'm looking forward to that because I've I've I really liked it when I got it. I've I've still not had a chance to play it. Yet. Um, yeah. But I'm always really like, oh, it, it's such a nice, and you, you wouldn't like you said, you wouldn't even think it was fan made because it's it no, looks exactly, yeah. good. Like he's done the artwork and he's dealt with everything, and it just looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, then so so we've got the same similar game in nine. Um, we get to ten and they completely flip it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so ten, yeah. we have Blitzball, which oh, God, yeah. is underwater football. Slash rugby, slash yep. basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> it's, it's it's. I spent this. I can honestly say, this is my favorite of the mini games. Like the the game. yeah, I think I think so too. Yeah, I spent a lot of time on this. I spent a lot of time on this, like crafting my team. Like that's right. Like yeah, finding where those players were traveling to those places to get those good players, especially when you're like, I think at one point, the only people in my team from the original Aurox was me, uh, Tyler, I'll say me, Tyler, some yeah. whacker. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. Else. And even, and even like if you visit forums and, you know, watch videos and stuff and people are mid maxing their teams and stuff. And apparently Walker is garbage in comparison to others, but it's just nice to have, him in there as well as like a as like a character. He is pretty good at shooting. If you level him up, yeah. he's you know a good shooter, but he can't pass to save his life. No. Um, but um, but yeah, that 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 whole 
going round and pressing, was it square? Yeah. On random people to see if they played. Yeah. <laughs> and then see what people kept pressing that uh, square just because then if they interacted right. with you, you could like check the stats and be like, are you any good? Are you any good? I'll offer you a contract. I'll offer you a 10, a 10 game contract just oh, to try right. it out. And then yeah. you, could, you could extend, like sometimes they would just go. They wouldn't, they wouldn't extend, but you could just mm. be like, they were like, do you want to extend this person's contract? You'd be like, yes, I want to extend this person's contract. Like I had, um, I, I can't remember who he was. My, because talking PS2 now, but my my goalie was like, yeah, like, just just you just were not gonna get a shot past him. He had like the even if you were right in front of him, like full whack your best stats, he was still gonna save that. <laughs> still gonna yeah. save that goal. <laughs> he was just that's like, epic. Um, Titus was great. I don't even- Tall, yeah. The the be- the best the best the best one is bloody jacked shot where you just take out two defenders and then you still get so if there's two att- two defenders coming at you, you still you take out two of them with the with the ability and then you yeah. shoot after that. Yeah. Um which was great. And then it would always like spin the ball. I don't know if that ever made a difference, but you'd see it sometimes where it'd do like a little cinematic of the ball spinning round. And then yeah, yeah. just like and it'd always go in. You're like, yeah, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Um yeah, Jay Shaw was, was phenomenal. I, I just, I, I blitz ball. I spent so, I would, like what you were saying about like um, loading up number seven and yeah. playing like, oh, I'll just play some goals. I'll just go to Golden Saucer and I'll just play some play yeah. some games. That was that would literally be my like, every day for a week, get home. I'll just play some blitz ball. And I'll just play blitz ball nonstop. The whole time. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think you get, I think you get a weapon for Wacker. I seem to recall, and I think you get jet shot three as well. We take out three defenders. <laughs> oh, really? I never, I never got that one. Bloody hell! I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure it's um, the first one's like jet shot two, isn't it? That you get, you take out two defenders. I'm sure there's a jet yep. shot three where you take out three defenders. Wow! Um, and then you kick, <laughs> and then you get it. Wow! Yeah, you could like poison people and like make them sleep. So you could put like your stat attacks. Into the into the blitz ball, like poison them, like, poison them, yeah, and then make their sort of make their sort of HP and stuff go down, and that couldn't you like with a shot and stuff like that. That yeah. if they got hit by it, they couldn't really pass, and you know couldn't pass as well and stuff, yeah. which was which was awesome. Yeah, because you're trying to yeah. pass, and if your pass went to zero, the person you who fumbled was, it. Yeah, the person yeah. trying to grab it wouldn't grab it. It just yeah, it was just such a good side game. Like I, yeah. I, I can't honestly say how much time I sunk into it. I'd love to know how much time I did sink into it, but I, I was like scouting for like the best people. When like they started doing like updates, this person's no longer on that team. You'd be like, oh, "Where's this player? Uh, where is he? Him. Yeah, yeah." Prime example for using um, walkthroughs. Mm-hmm. Best person, yeah. Best reason for the Final Fantasy X uh, walkthrough. Was to find out where your blitzball players were, so you could go get. That's on. another thing that was that, that's another thing that's been lost to time and space. Really, is the remember the big massive strategy guides that you'd be able to get for games back in the day, oh, yeah. um, and they were they, they were great to walk through because obviously in the old games like Final Fantasy VII and what have you, it, you know, you had a, a page that told you where all the items were as well in the map and making sure that you don't miss anything, and you know yeah. those were great to look through um, as well. Well, that was how I ended up unlocking Anima Final Fantasy X because I didn't know you could. 
I'd got your Jimbo and I thought, yeah, I've got a hammock, got your Jimbo. Mm, life's good. And then I I got the guide and it was like how to unlock Anima. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's uh let's let's do some business. And then went and got Anima. Um I'd have never yeah. have got Anima otherwise. Like never have never in a million years. But uh, yeah, it it got Saying this actually, um, Metal Gear, I'd like the Metal Gear Solid 3 and Metal Gear Solid 4 guides. The, even if you weren't, you could read them f- for the plot, like it, it gave you stuff like information, like a bit like we were saying about like the um, the old guides that come in the, the, the old instruction booklets from the games, give yeah. you maybe a little, little sneak peek, a little, little tipple of. of like the game, you could, you could do that in the guidebooks. Like I remember the Metal Gear Solid Four one had like a whole timeline of everything Metal Gear Solid up to Metal Gear Solid Four, and you could read it, and it would give you like all the story and, and everything like that. And it was absolutely, uh, yeah. And you could yeah, get the game information, but you could also get that cool little bit on the back end as well, which was quite cool. Um, yeah, they were classic. Do. You... Yeah, we triple triad. It Blitzball's the best one. <laughs> triple triad Blitzball. It, it's 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 them, isn't it? They're the best ones, surely. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't even remember twelve. I don't even think I got far enough in twelve. Monster Hunter, you said, yeah, didn't you? but yeah, it was like Monster Hunting quests were the main thing in twelve, really, uh, and they were very very addictive. Um, I would. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to recommend like trying it out if if your experience has been bad with it and obviously you didn't really get on with the system but yeah it was it was it was a great time from what i remember playing it but um there wasn't any mini games that i other mini games in in that five hours at least i can remember there is a monster hunter bit in 10 isn't there as well in the The monster arena yeah yeah Yeah. so you you could wasn't so much monster hunter as a monster farm and it felt like you just had to go and grab them and then yeah because you had the um you had the the blades didn't you the weapons that if you got the last hit on it you captured it like the capture blade capture spheres or whatever Um, i think that's what it was called uh, actually i think it was capture i think that's what it was yeah yeah. if you got the final killing blow you 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 captured it and zapped it back to the guy and then he'd create weird monsters for you to fight Yeah, and that was another thing as well. Another mini game in that game was that's another thing I lost a lot of time to was the Monster Arena because I used to go around and collect like you know because in in Final Fantasy Ten at least there was sort of the same creatures like you know you saw the like the dogs what if you fought the dogs but in each different region there was a different sort of dog that you could kill and capture and then once you captured like ten or the whole species. The, then the monster arena bloke made a ultimate dog or an ultimate yeah. wolf that you then you then had to fight. Like I think it was called Bandersnatch or something. The the ultimate one, yeah. which was just they're all different challenges in themselves. Um, yeah, that was a great that was a great thing to do because when you when you kill those ultimate monsters, you get items for it, which yeah. then craft or do other things, which is just good. Yeah, there was there was definitely rewards. I think you got, oh, I think you get someone's ultimate weapon. I think, or at least you get the weapon to, to upgrade to make it the ultimate weapon. I'm sure you get someone's in Monster Arena. Maybe Tynus? Maybe? 
Uh, Titus's ultimate weapon is got by doing the uh, Chocobo thing. You get one of the sigils from doing the Chocobo race thing. There's also Chocobo races in that. That was really hard as well because you have to dodge the birds and collect the balloons. Yeah, and the bird would, uh, the Chocobo would would sometimes just randomly go off. That's right. So, yeah. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing, mate? Yeah. Keep going forward. I'm telling you, go forward. Messing up my time. Yeah, and you had to beat your time. It would, oh yeah, it was. Yeah, I I wasn't wasn't so struck on it in in ten as I yeah as it was I infuriating. Um, so yeah. where does the card game come in? Uh, yeah, so I only got into that um, recently. I haven't really played it like much since I got it, but um, again, just out of love of Final Fantasy, I tried the the TCG. Which I think is pretty good, pretty well well designed. Um, there's a few like when I spoke to um, Red Zone Rogue and Kel about it and played uh, a game with him about it. He looked for the system and that was great, but obviously the art on the cards um, isn't. Um, so some of it is original, some of it isn't. But some of it is a mixture of like screen grabs, yeah, uh, car- cartoon uh, renditions, 3D renditions sometimes. And then original art, so it's it's. Um, I can understand like the aesthetics not being for everybody, um, but um, I think the actual system is is pretty good. Well, um, I played so, it casually, so I've never actually managed to play. So I'm I'm still a little bit confused of how it even plays. Anyway, um, I've got the FF10, funnily enough, uh, starter deck. Um, yeah, because my cousin originally was like, "Oh, you get ten, I'll get I think seven was the other one." He's like, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll get I'll get seven, you get ten, and we'll we'll, we'll play them off." And then mm. he never he never got seven. And I've just sat there with this random ten starter deck ever since. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good system because obviously there's no you can use anything in your hand as a resource. Okay, um, so you're not you're not uh, you're not sort of stuck with having like no lands or nothing to do or whatever the you're not sort of um you're not sort of restricted to a resource system when you might not have resources like other card games have done in the past every card you have in your hand can be discarded for uh resources of that color and then that allows you to then play other char- uh, play characters or spells based on the colors that you have available to you basically um so uh, yeah it's unit based obviously you play units out or characters out and then you have to attack um you have to deal damage to the other player seven times before they lose the game uh, okay um so uh so yeah and it's good because obviously there's like a random chaos element called the ex burst system so whenever you get hit by another character you do an ex burst so you look at the top card of your deck if that card has an ex burst effect you then play that ex burst burst effect which can do a multitude of different things oh gosh um, so <laughs> uh so yeah it's 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 pretty cool i do like it uh, haven't played too much of it uh, but um yeah just uh think it's a good system and um looking forward to seeing more more sort of Final Fantasy stuff. There's a crossover with magic happening as well, I believe. Yes. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, looking forward to that. And yeah. again, that's going to be that's going to be interesting as well because magic and Watsy, of course, they're an absolute money-making machine. Mm. Um, they know what they're doing to a certain degree. They know it's going to make a load of money. So what? So, <laughs> so just call it Watsy. <laughs> I've sat there thinking to myself, 
Watsy. Oh yeah, Wizards of the Coast. Watsy, <laughs> that's, Watsy. R- that's right. Like, Watsy, what the hell is he on about? Yeah, yeah. Watsy, Wizards of the Coast. Sorry, Prey Magic, Magic, Magic the Gathering abbreviation for uh, Magic aficionados, which you are not. Obviously, we've heard that. Obviously, you haven't oh. played Magic before much, but Watsy is like a uh, sort of abbreviation of the company. Um, but um, yeah, looking forward to that because obviously they will they will commission artists to do the whole set they won't use screen grabs or anything so it's going to be nice to yeah. see how they portray all of the all of the characters we know and love yeah so. if the if they if they said which games will be in it i don't think i don't have, think so no yeah, i've not read i don't think i've read anything because obviously like they've just done like the dots who haven't they so you've got like all the they've been like oh, yeah here's the 14th doctor the 13th i hope doctor 744 um i'm yeah I don't know. I'm quite interested to see what what they do with it. Actually, I don't. I don't think it's going to be something I'm going to pick up. I I, mm. I I don't see it happening. But I am very interested to see the artwork because because something that sprung to mind instantly when I saw it was exactly what you've just said. Magic yeah. generally don't use screen grabs. They'll they'll get people to do the art and yeah. That, feels a little bit more I don't know feels a little bit nicer than like you said some, something I noticed when I was looking through the Final Fantasy X starter deck was a lot of the artwork was screen grabs like yeah and uh, there's pros and cons to that because obviously uh, you look at the the main sort of art with Tidus on um, you know it's the, 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 the iconic picture of him standing in the ocean with his brotherhood sword uh, and that will invoke nostalgia and memories for certain people but will also turn off other people yeah. um so for me i'm happy to see screen grabs because it reminds me of that moment when i played the game yeah. um so that's my argument for that but obviously i understand why you would be turned off by things that are just a capture of something that's already happened you not you're not putting the effort into commission a piece of art for it you're just using something you've already made which is can be considered lazy yeah because i remember when um conquest was out and i'm i'm not too thingy on the 40k a lot of the 40k lore or anything like that but i know there was plenty of times where like people would point out to me that oh that card that is artwork from X codex, from X book. And I always kind of made a little part of me, my brain was like, ah, oh, come on, FFG, you're better than this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you could have, like, um, a prime example is Arkham Horror. They recycle so much art, like, so yeah. much art. Like, I've got the Call of Cthulhu LCG core box. And even I'm seeing art that's repeated in Arkham Horror LCG. So they took. Even took out from that game and just recycled it. I'm like, yeah, oh, come on, come on, guys, you can do better than that. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, I'm quite interested to see the um, the Marvel, uh, the magic crossover. Let's see, I would call it, yeah, see from now on. I love that, um, yeah. And they'll bring out, they'll bring out things that, um, they might bring out commander decks for these Final Fantasy characters as well, which I think could be quite interesting um so um so yeah i'll probably i'll probably get a few of the products um we, we will see but um i do like the um i do like the actual fftcg system as well but i haven't had the time to play it unfortunately if they do a ff8 or ff10 precon 
I don't know. May 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 tempt me. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah. yeah, the I'd be interested to see the artwork. That's definitely going to be something I'm looking forward to seeing. Oh god, yeah. Um, big money grabber though for like you said. We said at the beginning of this episode, huge cash grab from. It's going to make Magic a lot of money, like, even though they've already got a card game. Final Fantasy, I'm like, like Square Enix, whatever they want to call them, that's Square Enix now, isn't it? They, they, that's it. They're gonna yeah. be, they've got to make some bank off that, haven't they? Got to make. They are, yeah, I think so. I've, I, I don't know. Obviously, it's a money making scheme. I've, I just, I feel, just feel like it's a bit of a conflict of interest. Like, to, if you've got your own TCG, why are you allowing other TCGs to? grab your image it's just a bit strange to me it seems like a bit of a conflict of interest but yeah. if they just want to make money then fair enough i guess because it is going to make money that one for oh, sure 100 percent. i think they've done as, as much as a lot of people critique it these these crossovers they they, they seem to be they seem to be putting eyes on the product and i guess at the end of the day that's that's it that's what they it? want um hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. So we'll throw some uh, we'll throw some quick questions at you, then we'll get to uh, uh, our socials, and we'll uh, get let people enjoy the rest of their week. Um, yep. Favorite character. Favorite character from Final Fantasy. Yeah, from the from the lot. We'll, we'll, we'll oh, go expand. That's a tough one. Make it tougher. <laughs> I was originally going to say each game. I was like, oh no, let's let's let's, let's throw a curveball. Yeah, we can we can. I think we can do each game. If you want, yeah, we'll do that then because okay. uh, we've already gone quite long. This is a good. This is a good one anyway. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so seven. We'll I thought seven then. Seven favorite favorite character in yeah. seven is probably Red Eight. Okay, the dog. Yeah, the experiment. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely love the fact that he's just an, an absolute experiment, and it's just a a creature in your team. It's just like what the hell. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so yeah, I thought it was thought it was interesting to have uh, a dog in your team. I was absolutely used to love uh, seeing him attack. Like he used to just jump and then like do a spin on the enemy. That was his that was his attack. He just jumped and spinned on the enemy. Um, so that was cool. And I used to love his limit breaks as well. They're very unique. Um, They're quite. He felt like quite a utility uh, limit breaker. Um, but um, but yeah, that's probably one of my favourites. Uh, in Final Fantasy VII, one of the most memorable when I was younger, I would say. Okay. Favourite summon? Summon? Yeah. What, seven. in general? Seven. Or, or, seven. Oh, for seven. Stick to seven for uh, now. Uh, Got to be nice of the round. Yeah, it's just an ultimate finisher, isn't it? And just yeah. pure damage dealer. Okay. Eight. Yeah. Favourite character? Favourite character in eight? Um... Probably the main character, probably Squall. <laughs> that little noise there. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think Squall's the main character. Yeah, but I think just rewind actually slightly. I think I was, I was going to say, um, if I was going to say anything, seven it'd probably be like Barrett, just the just the big big meathead with the oh yeah, arm. Um, yeah yeah, that's a good shout actually. I'm all, I'm all for that. Um, Favorite summon for eight. Uh, Doom Train. I think I mentioned it earlier. Yeah, Doom Train, because yeah, yeah. again, just because it's really strange, like you know, having a train as a as a as a summon is just like wow. Back in the day, I was just like, why would you have this? I know why, because it's just cool. <laughs> yeah. It's so yeah, really... Doom Train. Yeah, I think I think I still like Odin, even though he, obviously 
yeah. guy comes to a sad, sad end. I'll tell you what was also quite cool though. Tonberry was a summon yes. in uh, in Final Fantasy VIII, which was interesting. The little just doink yeah. doinked his knife into someone, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, they just add him off. There was there was another random bad guy, the big cactor. You could get a giant cactar. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Fire at you. Yeah, that was a summon as well, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, because um, you had to kill the giant cactor that used to sort of pop up in the desert. Yeah. Uh, in Final Fantasy VIII. And then once you did, you got the giant cactar, or jumbo cactar, I think it was called. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, awesome. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a classic Final Fantasy monster, isn't it? Mm. Um, cactar. Nine. Character. Favorite character. Uh... Probably Zidane, probably the main character again, just because mm. he was like a rogue. And the thing, cool thing about Zidane in Final Fantasy Nine was the fact that he could use two weapons. He could either use the dagger, or he could use the double-handed uh, thief weapon. So he had he had either a one-handed weapon or a two-handed weapon, which was I thought thought was quite cool. Um, you could switch between the two, which looks quite quite interesting. That's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. I didn't really play the game properly, but I just remember Steiner. I just have a, a very vivid memory of Steiner oh, yeah. being pretty cool. So I'd say that. Summon, yeah. summon in nine. What was the... Um there were some weird ones. Probably probably Atomos was the the one that I gravitated towards, no pun intended, because he was like the the thing that he destroyed Ale- uh, Alexandria by in by basically inhaling it. Uh, so Atomos was a weird looking summon but also one of those ones that's included in one of the huge and biggest cutscenes of the game uh where they just appeared and destroyed alexandria in one foul swoop um so yeah a tomas probably my favorite summon in that game just because it looks cool similar to why you like anima i guess in final fantasy 10 because it just looks awesome and evil basically yeah that's it okay um speaking of 10 uh favorite um favorite character lulu Nah, yeah. <laughs> Can't, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's the, yeah. it's the plot, isn't it? That's what it is. It's the plot. I've had a few. I've had, I've had a few good times in my teenage years over that character. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the plot. The plot was the just the the, the, the plot on the mechanics and the the fire limit break and stuff. You know, multiple cast limit break. That's all it was. Of really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. Yeah, yeah sounds right. Um, favorite yeah. summon. Favorite summon in Final Fantasy X. Just trying to remember all of them now. Uh, Trying to remember some of the late game ones. Maga sisters were quite cool. Yeah, they were pretty sweet. Uh, Because obviously there was three of them, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, And sometimes they just wouldn't do anything. They shouldn't do anything. Yeah, having a rest. Like thanks, guys. CBA. Yeah, can't do. Can't be asked to do anything. I don't know, actually. What are the other ones? I'm just trying to recall the other late game-ish ones that you used to be able to get. Uh, Yojimbo, obviously, was one. Yeah. Uh, I did like Bahama in that game because it just looked awesome again, like the big ring on his back. Mm. Um, the, the Aeons in that game looked really, really cool. Like Bahama just looks pure majestic. His colourful wings. Um, he had like colourful wings yeah. as well. He wasn't just black or grey. That's right. He yeah, colour to him, which was nice. Yeah, exactly. And that massive ring on his back as well. It's just like pure odd uh, rendition of it. But um, and he stood crossed armed, which I always thought was really funny, like a bouncer. Yeah, exactly. Just like a bouncer yeah. bar, just like crossed. Just standing there, just 
looking pure, pure, pure sick. Um, yeah, I'd say that for now. Bahamut for now. I might might change my mind later, but who knows? Uh, obviously, we know someone's anima, so I'm not going to go there. I think character wise, yeah, exactly. probably Oren, just because he was a big, massive, like hard as nails guy, and he just everything was just like I foresee no difficulty yeah. here. Could be like the the biggest, baddest bad guy. He'd be like, I foresee no difficulty here. It's like, oh, do yeah. you now? <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, I did like um, all of the female characters in Ten for reasons. Um, mm. Like um, Riku's Albed eyes were interesting as well. You didn't, we didn't really notice this early on because obviously, great thing about Final Fantasy Ten as well is that there's a whole different language being spoken at the yeah. start of the game, right? And you don't, you don't have a clue what any of these people are saying, and then it's only until you obviously save and carry on and maybe restart with the Albert dictionary dictionary involved that you know what they're saying and stuff which is interesting yeah um i did get the um, uh, the dictionary pieces i did get yeah the exactly because so that's, that's that's a good mini game in itself yeah yeah because then you can finally see what they're doing i think there was only yeah. maybe like i think my very first run through there was maybe only like one i didn't get but then sec- when i've been playing when i got on ps4 i made sure i was like yeah where is the one i missed i'm not missing it this time <laughs> I, I picked yeah. it up. So yeah, that was definitely a which which one would you say is your favourite game overall? Uh I think we touched on that earlier, mm. but yeah, after discussing it in more Wait detail, I think it I I think it is I think it is ten, yeah. I think it is probably ten. Just because it was the, the the graphics were the were the were the best yeah. and yeah, it was just a pioneering moment. I love the battle system. Love that it's it's uh, turn based as well. There was a lot to do. Blitzball was just a huge part of it, so that was the, one of the main things. Uh, the you know the female characters were, were were sick. All the characters were sick. To be fair, um, yeah, it was just great experience overall. I think. Yeah, you see, I think I want to say ten, but I think I'm still going to have to say eight, but because I just remember playing it for the first time and being absolutely blown away um yeah where even though the soundtrack in 10 blew me away mm. the, the i just remember playing it and being like i'm yeah yeah it's just just absolutely fantastic oh um, yeah and then finally favorite side game you can only choose one got to be one <laughs> blitzball probably the most time played was blitzball i reckon yeah yeah, yeah, blitzball. What like I always remember like saying to people like I suppose it was slightly different, but I always remember like my cousin's younger brother being like I suppose my cousin as well being like oh he loves like football manager games, and me being like that's right like what is this rubbish? Why you're not even doing anything? You just you just trading and buying players. What what is this? Um, and then I played blitzball, and you kind of even though you were playing blitzball. There was this blitzball manager element to it, where you had to go out and find the players and buy the players, and yeah. negotiate contracts, negotiate payments to keep them on side, so they would keep playing yeah. for your team. And there was there was a, a management element to it, and I don't know. It, I appreciate. Yeah, it. 
Oh yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I, I I can speak for that side of it as well because I used to absolutely love those games. I used to absolutely love football and soccer games where you had to manage all of your players and your teams and then scout for other players and stuff and you know, build them up from level one or you know build them up from when they were sixteen years old and then you you see their ten year development and they've suddenly ridiculously good at everything. Yeah, um, and that and that's. That's all part of that experience as well. Is is the is the team building aspect and trying to find the best players for the best positions and stuff. So that was I can definitely relate to that for sure. Yeah, yeah. It was oh yeah. I'll have to go back and play some football. Um, yeah, I've got I've got Final Fantasy ten and uh, Final Fantasy ten and ten two remastered on Steam. So I might have to re-download it. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, uh, it is available on Switch as well now. The Final Fantasy X games, because I knew uh, when I travelled to Lille with Tobias, he was playing it on his Switch. Final, Final Fantasy X. <laughs> I yeah. can't, I can't get it on another console. I've already, I've already got it. Yes, yeah. Um, I can't get it. On paying for the convenience factor of having it on your favourite console nowadays—that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, well, I've got, um, I've got it on the PS4, um, uh, which was hilarious because I got bought it, and I was like. I already have this game on my PS3. Well, well you know, I don't care. I, I, it's nice that I can play it because I don't have my PS3 here. Um, it's in my parents' loft. But like, <laughs> yeah, like it's nice that I've got it here and I can play it. But yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play it on the Switch. Um, yeah, I, pff, too many consoles. Way too many consoles. <laughs> <laughs> um, so cool, right? I think we're a good place where I think we've, uh, we've yeah. Any- Cool, pretty much everything. Um, so before we get out of here, mm. I will open up the floor for the usual. Uh, here is your plug segment. I'll pass you the plug to, uh, to yeah, plug. definitely fantastic. Yeah, so uh, as from Go Again Gaming, uh, so uh, you can find me on Go Again Gaming on YouTube. Uh, which I'm doing a lot of different videos nowadays, like climbing mountains um, and uh, <laughs> and and lots of lots of other things going forward. Not just flesh and blood, but mainly. Uh, but um, but yeah, and then go again gaming AZ on uh, on Twitter, and that's pretty much it. That's pretty much where my thoughts and videos and stuff go. And then there's a Discord as well, go again gaming Discord, which is uh, all the uh, all that sort of stuff is on goagaingaming.com. You can all navigate to all the other stuff that I do on there. So goagaingaming.com. That's pretty much it, really. Wonderful. Fantastic. Well, yeah. thank you, everyone at home, for listening. Really appreciate it. Mm. And if you're on uh, YouTube for listening as well, because there's no video. Um, yep. You can follow us on Instagram, Big Boss Book Club, on X, Big Boss 010, Facebook, Big Boss Book Club. If you are watching this on YouTube, please like, subscribe to the show. If you do, subscribe you will receive some exclusive content thrown through your window um wrapped in hardcore pornography just so no one will know the disgusting content that you're taking in here um i used to find those on um on like random forest forest floors like pornos um, pornos yes as they would be called that's right and the playing cards as well used to find those like god yeah yeah, fairy th- muffs and stuff. I th- anyway, I think I, I think I might still have a set somewhere that's <laughs> I've got from something or other. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's it. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, this has been Ask from Go Again Gaming. I'm Big Boss. We are out. 
Peace.